Oh, boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And what is going on, my good friends, tonight? Hey, we're doing a quick little intro tonight because we have two guests. We're, uh, we're going to be catching up with our boy, Dick Gross. And then we are going to be talking some Beast of the East with Matt Dixon. So, if you guys are interested, keep near down to, uh, to the podcast. But first off, tonight's show is being brought to you by A-Rex Hooks. Check out A-Rex Hooks at, at arexhooks.com. Check out our boy Ryan Evans at queencityguiding.com. Uh, the new revamped, new and improved uh, website at queencityguiding.com. Check out Urban Fly Company. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check out Mark at urbanflycompany.com. Check out Predator Fly Gear at predatorflygear.com. Check out Sims Fishing at simsfishing.com. Um, check out our friend Mike at Down to Earth Wealth Management. And if don't call the bank, call Frank. Uh, that's all I got to say. And we will be back with our good friend Dick Gross. Check us out, man. are back with dick gross what's going on man hey it's good to check what's in up? with you what i said it's good to check what's in with you again this week yeah i haven't uh talked to you in a while i know we were doing every month and then uh we took a couple months off of the show so it's been That's a- because you guys had the the sbs COVID outbreak 2021 <laughs> we did live with jay we were patient zero and patient one. <laughs> oh, between jay had the then you were so busy with full heart of food yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag Chad needs a reason to get fat. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> eat, eat more meat, right, Chad? <laughs> so, Dick, you're on the road right it? now. We're good? We're good. Yeah, man. I saw Jason, I saw Jason like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we got some fishing in, man. It does. Uh, I don't know, yeah, man. Rick. We didn't kill him, did we? No. Exactly. <laughs> we let him. We let him just, you know, see Far- some flies and try to eat a couple and miss them all the time. Indeed, you did that. You missed more than your share. <laughs> missed like seven, I think. Too did, many. Did you miss them or did you stick them and lose them? Uh, I stuck one and lost them, and then the rest of them were just missing. Just missed the fly. They come up, tag the fly, but just couldn't get a couldn't get a an eat out of them. I think that's a striper's refusal. Refu- refusal. Yeah, probably. They're you know, probably like, ah, you guys fish here enough. They, they were on strike for a little bit, dude. I I could tell you, I could attest for it. I I went and tried them multiple times. They were they were striking. Not in a good way, though. Yeah, they were. Dr- they're dressed up in rat suits. Yeah, and they're picking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were on strike. <laughs> they're on strike. They were let. They were letting me. Uh, they're letting the water snakes come and get all the fish instead. Yeah, it, it wasn't you, Dick. It, it was everyone. They were on strike. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Rick caught one, though, which was cool. It was cool yeah. to see Rick, Rick stick one finally. Fuck that guy. He, yeah. catches, he catches enough fish. <laughs> no, 
time I've been with him, he, I haven't seen him catch a fish. Finally, see him stick one. When we were both in fishing, he caught fish in front of you, didn't he? No, he didn't catch anything. Oh, yeah, that was a rough DJ day. DJ did. But not Rick. He didn't catch any. Oh, yeah, because he was, he was basically in the same boat as Jay's. Yeah. We were riding them both hard that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. So where where are you headed now? You're like the traveling the traveling white van of fly fishing. Where? Yeah. Uh. Well, I I drove through Sharon. I was honking uh, in Mercer area, but I didn't see anybody. No one came out to greet me as I was driving through town. Uh. So now I'm driving to the Poconos right now. We're heading to uh, Drum this week. Um. Uh, we were here a couple weeks ago installing a machine. We're going back. Scouted some locations last time we were here, and uh, came back this time ready to ready to stick some fish. Are you going to be uh, trout fishing while you're in the Pocono area? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I brought my four weight. Yeah. So why not? So I brought some. What? Go ahead. I was, was going to say, did you plan any time for the return trip to uh, to stop by and see us? Maybe. I'm. With, I got Andy with me, so we might be able to. Andy's the other guy I work with. Hi, Every Andy. once in a while, we don't, we don't get to work together too often, but we might we might be able to. Nice man, we'll uh, we'll definitely be uh, waiting for it. Do you have any uh, idea, do you have any idea on a, a return ETA? It'll be sometime Friday. Oh yeah, we'll be able to do that. Yeah, for real. And then you could crash here and drive home Saturday if you want. That's right. Oh, that's why I smell fucking hog. There's a fucking hog truck in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it must be just be the, you know, the farmlands around here. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what it is. I bet it didn't okay. smell like ribs either. It does not smell like That would be way better. Driving down the road and just smelling ribs and then being like, oh, there's bacon ahead of us. Okay, great. I like it. Instead of shit. <laughs> so have you been uh, fishing anywhere other than uh, the great state of Pennsylvania in the in the time since we've spoken last? Um, so I've been super busy with work. I've been a lot of places. I can't even remember half the places I've been in the last month, but let's try to retract. Last week I was fishing outside Chicago. Um, I fished, uh, DuPage River. I did do that last week. Outside Chicago, uh, did you happen to meet up with, uh, Dustin? No, I was in, uh, no. I didn't, I didn't have time to meet up with anyone last week. I really didn't get a hold of anyone because I was trying to get the job. Like last week's job was just been it's been a mess lately, let's say that. Uh week before that I was in New York fishing up in uh shit, where was I? I was like forty five minutes east of uh Rochester. Okay. Uh fishing the uh Erie Canal. Some of the creeks coming off that. I got a hold of uh, your buddy Ryan Evan, but just couldn't make the timing work to get over there and fish with him or go check out the shop. And I told him, I'm in the area, and if I don't at least try, you guys are going to give me a hard time because I was there and I didn't make time to go hang out. You were 100% correct. We would have. Yeah, but you I know. You made the effort, so we're, uh, we're going to let slide. I did. <laughs> but I did, get to, I did get to do some magnet fishing while I was in um, New York because I, I pulled a Jace and my phone went in the water. Along with all of my credit cards, ID, everything. Um, so I didn't find my phone originally for like two or three days. And then the last day I was in New York, 
heading back to Buffalo to go catch my flight to Chicago. Just so happened there were a couple guys magnet fishing at the dam I was fishing. Wait, can can you do us a favor? And for anyone who doesn't know what magnet fishing is, can you describe what, oh, what magnet fishing is? It sounds exactly like what it is. You have a magnet, you throw it in the water, and you just kind of like gently pull it back towards, you know, you're retrieving it, hoping to pick up anything that's, mag- that's metal. Really, I mean, uh, the guys there were just looking for treasures and whatever else you find in the water. Like used bicycles weapons, and... Used bicycles, weapons, uh, <laughs> rebar, you know, treasure. the usual treasure. things you find in the, in the rivers, shopping carts. So what... I'm, I'm sorry, can I get into the mind of a magnet fisherman for a second? What, yeah. What is the goal? Are we looking to go to the scrapyard? At the end of the day, or you know, I think those guys are looking for more. Like, I don't know if it's scrap or if they're hoping to find some type of like relic or something. You know what I mean? Like maybe some jewelry, some some kind of stuff like that. Well, are are rings magnetic? Are they ferrous metals? Like wedding rings is gold? Is gold ferrous? I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. Know. So you can't. No. You it would can't. have to be like bagged, or you're you're retrieving either maybe, shit. Maybe like they're looking for maybe they're looking for fishing lures that people lose. Well, then why would they I mean, walk around looking in trees? That's true. <laughs> that is true. And you got cast I, up like, in the tree, really and we know, know how I to don't do know that. What the lore behind magnet fishing is? I mean, it's good because at least their people are cleaning up some of the metals that are in the bottom of a lot of the lakes and rivers. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, like, it'd be cool if the magnets picked up glass. That'd be way better. Oh, I, I would 100% attest to that. Or, I don't know, needle. Look <laughs> 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 some of the places we go. Or dirty diapers. They usually float dirty, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that is another one. That, uh, Used condoms? That. If Magnus picked up used condoms, I would be 100% behind magnet fishing. You would be magnet fishing all the time. I would be. <laughs> It'd be like grocery shopping. It would. It definitely oh, would. Grab some chicken with it or something. <laughs> so these, these guys turned you on, or did you get to fish your stuff out, or they pulled it straight out of there for you? No, like, I explained to them what happened. Like I was actually on the phone with Andy, uh, the other guy I worked with, and I was tying up a fly. And I put the phone down on my lap, and I got up real quick, and the phone went in the water. So explain that what happened. <laughs> I spent like an hour, hour and a half trying to, like, find the phone. The water was pretty murky, and it dropped off pretty suddenly right at the edge there. So I didn't really have much luck getting it myself. So I told them. They said, oh, man, we'll help you. No problem. I said, okay. So the one dude comes down with a magnet. He follows me over there. And then, and then the other big dude brings me, like, their big dog, like, 1,800-pound pool magnet, whatever. I don't know what he's talking about. He just says it's the biggest one they got. I said, okay, great. Like the rare earth so, magnet. Something like that, yeah. So he said, just kind of throw it in here so we can get an idea of where we should look. And I'm like, all right, no problem. So I throw it in once, and I'm like, okay, right around here, I think is where it went in. You just got to be careful because there's some holes between some of the rocks that goes down even further, so it's kind of tricky to search this area. They're like, okay, so I threw it in again, and the second time I threw it in, I felt something catch on the end of the magnet and just pulled it up, and there's my fucking phone right there. So With when, all my credit cards and everything. So I was, like, super excited. 
So when your phone shot over toward the magnet and it whacked onto it, did it feel like when yeah. a striper grabbed your fly? No, it felt uh, <laughs> more like uh, the, it kind of it kind of felt like when like a crappie grabbed it. Okay, so like a little you know tap, how, tap, like, tap. Kind of, yeah, a little tap, tap, and then like a solid grab. That's pretty much what it was like. So, and then when you're bringing it back, I'm sure your phone has some res- resistance in the water. Is it giving head shakes? Pop, 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 like side to side. Is, a, do you get the bit. thrill of the fight? A little, you know. <laughs> so, so that saved you like forty phone calls. You didn't have to go canceling everything. What'd you say, Jake? You didn't hey, have to. You didn't have to cancel anything, did you? Uh, so Friday when I lost everything, I can't, went ahead and canceled my debit card. And then one of my credit cards, I still had like another credit card and my corporate credit card in there. Um, I told my boss, I said, just wait, don't cancel my corporate card yet. Let's just wait till next week when I get back from Chicago. Because all my hotels are tied to that, my rental cards and stuff. And he was cool with it. He was like, yeah, I got it. I understand. I was like, no one's going to find this. Don't worry. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, there's magnet fishing in there, so. <laughs> I, but I got all my but The magnet didn't ruin the cards, which is surprising because my corporate card still works and my other credit card still works too. I used them pretty much right after I got them, like back. I went out and used them to make sure they were still working. What do they always say? Keep it away from from uh from, from magnets, magnets, right? Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, what the. I was like, how, I don't, why am I keeping it away from a magnet if it ain't really hurting it, you yeah. know? Yeah, if you sucked it through the river with a magnet. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm wondering if it's because the chip card thing now, like, maybe the chips aren't affected by the magnet. I don't know. I don't know either, man. That, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But, yeah, so I did the magnet fishing for, like, a whole 15 minutes. But you're successful. I feel, like I, I feel like I fully understand that sport now, or if it's a sport. I mean, I feel like you really only need 15 minutes of it, and you're good. <laughs> what does Pogo say? Target species acquired, correct? That's right. That is correct. So, <laughs> you, you found a phone and a bunch of credit cards, so target that's species right. acquired. <laughs> and that's all, that's all I was looking for. <laughs> Who cares about some bycatches of bicycles and shopping carts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... You might be able to use those one day, but they're not as cool as a phone and credit cards. Especially when they're your own. Exactly. That's the <laughs> that's the big takeaway there. It was my own. So, do you have any uh, any upcoming trips that uh, you're going on to that you're excited about, or is work overloading? Uh, yeah, you? Uh, we got the fucking beast of the east coming up, boy. Fuck yeah, <laughs> man! Hey, are you staying? What with are you the- saying? What are you saying? Fuck yeah, for you're not even going. I'm going Friday. Just to hang out. Yeah, just hang so out with the boys. Uh, hang with the boys. Okay, we'll have to come over to the camp. Yeah, I'm gonna be there all. I'm gonna be there all week. Me and Moscow, me and Moscone are coming up. We I did, we decided to do the whole week just to fish in general. I've been going nonstop at work since February, so I'm finally getting a little R and R that I need. Like I said, we've been I've been so busy I can't even remember where I've been in the last two months. Usually I'm on top of it, but now no idea. Yeah, man. Uh, make sure you hit up with us before uh, beforehand. We'll uh, we'll put you in touch with some people that are local to the area, and okay. l- let you know what's going on. You know, that sounds cool. Yeah. And even Ryan, yeah. Ryan's close enough to there. He'll take you guys on a trout float. You know, 
our boy Nikki's close to there. He he loves cool. trout fishing. So uh, hell yeah, yeah man, it's a it's good time. And uh, geez, are you going up at all? For uh, not sure. When is it? The fifth, first weekend of October. Uh, I think it's the second, seventh, and eighth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait. It's in like not this week. Week after three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, three weekends from now is uh. Eighth and ninth, then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I'm home next week for once in my life. Like this week, I'm in Post Coast. The week after that, I'm home. Then we got these the East week. And then I'm going to Ontario for two weeks. Is that a fishing thing or is that a work thing? That's work, but you know there's going to be fishing because I get the weekend to myself. And uh, Scotty Bar- Barham already told me to get a hold of him. Anytime I'm going to there, wants me to get a hold of them, so I'm stoked to uh, do some Ontario fishing. That'll be fun. So is that going to be Ontario muskie? Is that going to be Ontario uh, migratory, like, salmon fishing? What What are you looking at? I'm open to everything. I'm an equal opportunity fisherman. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm with you. Anymore. You know, just, you just tell me, okay, is the opportunity we could go for these, and I'll say, okay, I'm bringing this weight rod, this weight rod, and the flies look good. You know that. Come on. With with as busy as work's been, have you uh, still been having time to get behind the vice? Uh, to tie? Yeah. A little bit on the weekends. Sometimes I'll get a chance to, but I've, I've, like, I bought the house last year. <laughs> been doing work on that, getting my uh, house set up. has been taking a lot of time, but the vice, uh, once it starts to get a little bit colder, I'll be sitting at the vice every night uh, in the hotels and stuff. So I still got, I've, Still got an array of flies planned to work on different patterns I want to learn uh, pretty soon. I hear you, man. I've tied, I think, seven flies in the last three months. Uh, in the last three months, I've tied up some smallmouth flies. Um, I tied up some flies for uh, some pike. I did some pike flies as well, some smallmouth flies for a couple trips. So. I'm ready to sit down, tie, tie up some big dogs. Have we talked to you since the musky, uh, the musky fly swap has went down? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think my last check-in we did. I'm probably going to announce that. I uh, should be announcing that around Halloween uh, this year. Okay. Fly so- swap. See if it's going to be as big as it was last year. I'm hoping it's big, as big or if not bigger. So what? Two weeks after the Beast of the East. Yeah, yeah, I'll announce it then on the uh, Musty Fly page. Nice, man. You're going to run it again? Oh, yeah. I love it. Did Did anyone help you last year run it? Or help you do anything? No. no it was just, just you, man. Just, just me with way too many flies in the house, and then it can, it can get a bit crazy with the amount of people that were in there last year. Like 50-something people each threw in. Like, I think I did, what, six flies last year? Maybe five, four. I can't remember. But there was just a lot of flies in the house. And it, was, it was confusing as to how many, like, just seeing the sheer amount of drive you crazy. So with people tying four or five musky flies apiece, what, what do the majority of people do? Do they tie four of the same pattern, or are they tying just four one-offs? Um, 
a lot of the guys, did, you know, surprisingly, last year, the guy, a lot of guys did like two, did two of two different, you know, like they did two of two different patterns. Okay. Or they did two variations of the same pattern, right? Two different color variations. Um, and then some guys put in some flies that were just, I could, I, some big, huge game changers that were sweet. Like there were a couple of those got thrown in last year. I mean, there were some really nice flies last year. I was, I was really impressed by a lot of the guys who, who uh, entered into it last year. So you didn't have to send anyone's flies home to themselves? Um, no, I wanted to, but the way I kind of did it last year was like, if you sent in flies that I didn't think were that great or fully musky size, other people probably did the same thing. So you got the same size flies as you sent in. That sounds kind of shady, doesn't it? But at the same time, it's like, if you saw some of the flies that the, the guys who've been doing this for a while tie compared to some of the ones that some of the other people tied, like, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's. Those really, in comparison to this one, don't even match, like, in quality or a musky not going to eat that. That's too small. That's more of, like, a small pike or maybe a small mouth It doesn't sound shady, but it sounds like it adds 100% more work on your end. It does. <laughs> Just because you're trying to sort through, like, the way people tie, you want to, if you're not tying, like, 100%, like, super dope quality flies that can do and you're not really investing into time like some of the other guys do and, like, know your patterns and size flies for musky, then you don't, I mean, honestly, I don't feel like you should get some of these super high-quality ones because you're not putting in the same quality as those people, you know? Yeah, you get in what you God, that sounds like such an asshole thing. Yeah, way to say it. Wait, <laughs> Damn, wait. it sounds like so pretentious. Way to be the guy that's saying like a fucking dry fly fisherman. <laughs> fucking control the world with this shit. <laughs> what do you say, Jake? You're fucking controlling the world, man. You're putting people down. You're putting people up. Man, people don't even give hey, a shit. I don't, I don't name names. I'm just saying. You know. Oh, no. I, I fully understand. Uh, but some people have. I can't say success. Is, is found in all size flies. There's no doubt of it. But like you say, there's there's a upper end on some of these musky flies versus what what can be fished out here. You know what I mean? I think yeah, the, I think the last I think the last year. I was gonna say I think the last time I did the musky fly swap, I I threw in some double deceivers, and that's why I cut my last musky on. So that's why I tied the flies on. You know, but they yeah. were hey, got, they were definitely smaller than uh. Than the normal mu- run of the mill musky flies. Yeah, I tie. I, it depends. Like, I'll go through. Sometimes I have like a just. I'll tie up a ton of doubles, and then like I'll tie up a ton of singles, and then I'm doing like all kinds of articulated ones. Um, and I've noticed like I don't know. It depends on where you're at. Like what kind of flies you're throwing for these for these fish. You know, they could want singles. They could want doubles. They could want even tinier ones that it's those fish are weird man yeah but that's why we love them i don't know man I, i've fallen out out of love with muskies <laughs> the, Shut, no you not the, no you haven't they're wieners <laughs> i like throwing moderate sized flies for smallmouth anymore <laughs> yeah but you can't chase smallmouth in the winter 
You're correct, 100%. I would go to where, remember where I took you the first time we went fishing? I would go there all winter long. Really? Yeah. I mean, I went went to some places with Mark when I was up there, and I got to go fish with Mark, um, like on one one of the local lakes. That'd be a fun place in the winter. Um... Oh, as long as it doesn't freeze over. Yeah, well that that one's north enough that it it does freeze over faster, oh. and then it stays frozen longer. Really? Are you are you talking the little one? The little lake? Uh, I think so. It was super windy. Yeah. Has like a, yeah. Yeah. Like a creek running into it on one end of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, yeah, yeah. It's north enough that it it freezes first and it stays frozen longer. Than than we we have down here. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it, it is. That place, what it is. that place seemed pretty cool. Like, I moved a bunch of fish there. It was fun. Yeah, no, that place uh, is really cool. Uh, I had my wife rowing me on a drift boat one day, and I moved one on a fly. Oh, nice. And she's like, yeah, Mark- I started screaming, hooting, and hollering. She's like, "What happened? You fall out of the boat?" I said, like, "No, a muskie just came to the side of the boat." <laughs> oh shit! You fall out of the boat. You know, said, Why would you be hooting an hour if you fell out of the boat? I said, no, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Come on now. Oh, she can't see over the edge, so, so don't, don't blame her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been all over. I was in uh, Georgia, went uh, trout fishing in Georgia on the Chattahoochee. Um, Did you listen to Alan Jackson the entire time you were on the river? No, but I was singing it. <laughs> Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. And that's lot. the only part I kept thinking in my head over and over again. <laughs> like, all day. And then you have to listen to it to get it out of your head, right? Exactly, yeah. So I think I put, I think I took some pictures of the river and stuff. And, uh, I almost stepped on uh, a cotton mouth when I was walking down to the river. He blended in pretty good to the surrounding dirt and stuff. So that was uh, definitely interesting as well. That's a no go. Uh, just some dope rope, yep. Uh, did some did some swamp fishing while I was in Savannah, Georgia, a couple weeks ago. Swamp fishing for what was target species there? Uh, the bowfin. Cool. Yep. So I got caught one. Uh, the guy I was with, he hooked into one, but it snapped, it broke him off. But he was conventional gear. Uh, did you hold it for a picture? What's that? Did you hold it for a picture? He didn't take a picture, but I held it okay. to, show him, to show him the eyes and the teeth and stuff. So, cool. yeah, I didn't, I didn't skimp out on that one. <laughs> I I know Jay was giving you a hard time the other day. He didn't have a net. That's yeah, he why was. he always wants to try to give me a hard time. I know. Yeah, you got you got to give it back to him though, for real. I I, I will. What's he do? What, where's he at right now? Is he out jogging, trying to be healthy? No, he's he's beaten off. In, in the mountains. In, pu- in public. He's up by where you're in headed. In public? Oh, shit. Actually, he's in Benazet, which is a central PA. There's a yeah. a wild population of elk in Pennsylvania. So oh, right yeah. now right now they're doing the, the, hib- the hibbity-dibbity, and they're, bu- oh, yeah. they're bugling and all that fun stuff. So they went to do an elk viewing trip. Oh, they went to go watch elk fuck. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. I mean, I bet you could find that on YouTube. I don't know why you drive all the way out there for that. I mean, but if that's what you're into, like, I don't, I don't shame anybody's kink, man. It's cool. No, man. 
and uh, I think he was meeting up with our boy Pat Lombardo to fish for a day. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Oh, that'd be a good trip. That'd be an all right trip. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be all right. No, you but need to, you, need, you need to do a, a trip with a bunch of the people that have been on the show before. Yes, get I know. Get everybody together for a big trip. There, there's like nine or ten dudes that I really want to get to together and fish with that have been on if the show. If it ain't my buddy, if it ain't, ain't my homie Pete, Captain Pete, then I ain't interested. He, he's on the list. You, Pete, oh, you, Pete, no, Pogo, no. Uh, Zach, Please. Dustin. You know, there's, there's, oh yeah, That's there's a awesome. laundry list. <laughs> that sounds like a, a really good crew of dudes to go fish. Absolutely. You just have to pick a place to go and like say this is the weekend. Let's do it. We got to go to like Kansas City, so it's center of the center of the country, you know. Kansas City. <laughs> there, there's no good there fishing any, there. I mean, you go north of Kansas City. If you go up north in uh, Missouri, they've got a bunch of the trout rivers and shit up there. Uh, you know what? There, there's n- really no one out west, so we could we could stay low or uh, more eastern. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, should. we should do something like around like Pogo's neck of the woods, and then be like, Pete, let's go out. Do some of this ocean stuff. Do some of the striper fishing as well. Oh man, that's so much fun. That would be a, a goddamn ball. It is, yeah. And and Pete being on boat, Pete is awesome. I haven't had the chance to go with Pogo yet. I haven't been out in his neck of the woods yet. I'm trying to get out there. I've been trying for two years to get out to Pogo's neck of the woods, and just with my wife. And I don't want to go to Connecticut, but you should be like, you know what? We can go to Boston. And then take a day or two to go to Connecticut. Yeah, that's that's all I want. A day or two with Pogo, and it'd be a... Yeah. Shit, shit would go down. Yeah, you should just do it. But... just You should just say, I need a weekend with the boys, and go do it. Yeah, that, that's what the Beast weekend is. <laughs> I mean, that's not... You know, you're getting a night with the boys. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm getting a night with the boys. Yeah. Where are you That's guys? Chad's, Chad's going to catch as many What's as that? he did. Chad's going to catch as what many you? as he did when he was in the tournament, okay? Yeah. I've never what did you say, Jake? I said Chad will catch as many fish as he always did by not being in the tournament and not fishing. Yeah. He's saying I'm not going to catch any fish, so I've never caught a fish in the beast. So I, I'm a negative or uh, I'm equal. You're equal, yeah. Yeah, I'm equal I mean, lateral. That works. Keeping his average that up. Sounds about right. Where are you guys staying at? Uh, some Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, that's got like a they got a boat ramp on the on the property on to the Ganey? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like that's, I said, Friday uh, night, you guys need to come and hang out with us. Yeah, Jay was telling me to come up to the come up to the camp and come see you guys. For sure, man. It, I'm it, ready. It's gonna be a good time. I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be awesome. And speaking of that, we're talking to Matt Dixon tonight about the Oh man about I the beast. Of, about I the beast. I got an email from Matt saying he was excited that I was actually gonna come this year. <laughs> that dude's <laughs> awesome. I love Matt. He said, it's awesome that Dixon's coming this year. Like I know Did, I couldn't make it last year at some at work. Did it read like that? Day. It did. That's how, I, that's how I read everybody's stuff. <laughs> In different voices. Like, my fa- like 
want, like, I know if I get a text from you, I know how it sounds in my head as your voice. It's, hey, guys, this is stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Blah, blah, blah. It's like Shaq yeah, reading it. Yeah, and then Jay, and when I get one from Jay, it's like this high-pitched squealing, like a, ban- like a banshee. I'm like, oh, my God. And then if I get one from Jace, I just kind of ignore it because it's going to go on for like 10 years of talking. It'll yeah, never- but you could actually under-fucking-stand <laughs> it if you read it. You could understand it if you read it. You don't got to hear the voice. <laughs> It'll never I- stop. No. And that's like I love fishing with Jace, and then you're fishing with him. He just talks, talks. You're like, I don't know what you're saying, but I I agree with whatever you're saying right now. That is what the river is for—to muffle every word. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I've fished with Jace. Are you talking to me? He's like, No, I'm just talking, just talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I already told my and whole fucking story. And then you hear him start tackling, and you're like, I have no idea what the hell you just said, but I guess it was funny. <laughs> Supposed to laugh now, Dick. <laughs> oh. oh man so hey dick speaking of that we're gonna get rolling we gotta get ready for matt to come on is there anything oh, man. anything that uh you have to be uh to prepare us for for uh your next installment of fly fishing adventures with dick um no but you're probably gonna hear about some great adventures of the piece of the east heck yeah man maybe some po- the poconos uh, you'll hear about uh, some Ontario fishing, which I'm stoked because the border is now open, so we can go to Canada. Hell yeah. Praise the Lord. I know. I've been waiting for like two years because we couldn't do the Monster Mash last year, and same with this year, couldn't do it again. So, hoping, fingers crossed, next year we get to do the Monster Mash again. Heck yeah, man. Did they even have it this year? Nope. I didn't think they so. They did not. They, but I still have my reservation at the cottage up there on the, on the lake. They d- depend too much on us uh, American pigs. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So. I mean, it's cool. We'll, see. we'll get to get up there again. But at least I get to go. Borders open again so we can start going up Canada to do some fishing before it gets too cold. Awesome, man. And then, Jace, when, when's, uh, when are we going to Niagara? You got to get there. What What's Jason? First week? Is it like the first week of November? Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. right first around week of November, there. Up to, all right, you just text me. And first, we'll or second, first or second weekend, that'll be the days. We'll, we'll find out this week and let you know for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah we need, we, I, I know Jay was wanting to do it too. Jason, I know you're always down for that. It's the coolest place. Yeah. Niagara for sure. It's it's the best place to be if you want to catch like some migratory fish and laugh with your friends. Uh, I'm down for that. Yeah, it's it's super intimidating, man. The first time you go there and you look down and see that water moving and raging, and you're like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? But it's oh no, I've I've seen the Niagara before. I've been there. Yeah, I just haven't fished it, but I'm I'm, I'm down for it. Heck yeah, man! It's awesome. As long as I- do we get the rub elbows with the center pin, dude? I'll stand right. I'll stand right below you. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me one bit. He'll stand right above you and drift four people below you. Right. Exactly. Watch my bobber. Shithead. <laughs> What's that? Did you say shithead? <laughs> yep. I'll teach you how to watch a bobber. Exactly. I can watch a bobber. 
I'll cast out and just grab the bobber with my line and rip it back and watch their school just go. <laughs> Jace, you must not have listened to our show last week with our guest. Oh, you don't like center pinners now? He said he'd rather take a shower with his daddy than watch a bobber all day. It, well, I mean, <laughs> depends. It, it, it may, he <laughs> might be from one of them weird places down all south. Right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's so funny. It, I, I wrote it down and laid it in front of my, my podcast microphone. Just ah, because it was so you. funny. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for letting me know, Chad. Oh, so. That's funny. All right. Well, you boys get to, get to the rest of the show. I'm going to go back to listening to Wu-Tang. All right, hey, man. Before we let you go, have you been uh, keeping up with Wu-Tang American Saga Season 2 uh, on Hulu? No, I've been, too, I've been too busy watching my Chinese soap operas that I watch. Okay, we're not going down that rabbit hole tonight. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that next time. Okay. <laughs> they're not really like soap operas. They're like a giant movie they cut up into like 45-minute episodes. And so, they mostly take place in like ancient China with like sword fighting and like kung fu. And it's pretty awesome. All right. Yeah, we're, we're definitely d- digging deeper into this next time. Yeah, I, I, I have to know more about uh, your soap opera. Oh, we will talk. We will talk plenty about those. <laughs> All righty, man. All right, I'll talk to you boys later. Later, bro. Be safe. Nice safe. Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries Lyrically perform armed robbery Flee with the lottery Possibly they spotted me Battle scarred showgun Explosion when my pen hits Tremendous Ultraviolet shine blind forensics I inspect view through the future See millennium Killer bees sold 50 gold 60 platinum Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths Black Wu jackets Queen bees ease the guns in Rumbling with patrolmen tear gas Lace the function Heads by the score, take flight inside a war. Ticks hit the floor, die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier, control the globe slowly. Proceeds the blow, swinging swords like Shinobi. Stomp grounds and found footprints in solid rock. Who got it locked, performing live on your hottest fly. As the world turns, I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. Man, I love dick. I can't. <laughs> Wait, get a, a clean cut of that. <laughs> I love dick, yeah. Good one, Chad. <laughs> so, uh... Hell of a name, Dick. Hell of a name. So, my boy and I, we haven't been watching the Wu-Tang Clan American Saga, but we watched uh, Protection X video. He's like, I like this, Dad. Goddamn right you do, buddy. Uh, let's don't end up down in on the block with me. Thugging. Yeah, man. I, or or da- downtown beating fish on their heads. So, speaking of that, you uh, you've been harassing something lately i don't know what's going on they were on strike like i said dude i i mean i didn't catch a i wouldn't say i didn't catch a fish i was going here and there and everywhere and probably poking some smallmouth and a white bass for you know to just to shame me a little bit <laughs> but i was hitting the spots man going fishing and even the people i talked to just no didn't catch none no and i figured i'd just go down every morning 
and make sure check drop the kid off at school go make a few casts 20 minutes you know yep if they're not there they're not don't there. worry about it well i went like four well i don't know i fished a few times i got a good small mouth one day probably 17 like a fat one it was getting fat for fall so i was throwing a big fly i'm like what are hitting a big fly i thought i seen shad like just kind of i don't know not not okay and they're like like swimming sideways like you know what i mean yeah. maybe they're running out of the oxygen or something i don't know where the hell they came from but the the water's getting cooler that that shouldn't be an issue nah, I, don't, I mean i don't know but i i know i've seen like like a couple f- bait fish in there i'm like i'm throwing a big fly that's it you know five six inch big bigger bait fish pattern not not just throwing out little stuff trying to catch anything i want to catch a big one so finally I went back twice that day. I fished all every morning, and I was like, I'm going back. You're like someone going to buy rocks. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking, it's like 4 o'clock. I dropped my kid, want to go to her friend's house for a little bit. I'm like, sweet, another opportunity. I'll just take it. Go down there, and dude, it started out nothing in the best. Like That's always the best scenario, I feel, when you get to these spots, and you're, you throw it in there, and it's just like they don't know. You know what I mean? They hit, so that didn't happen. I started wading around the area and finally ran into one ran you made into yourself two. known yeah no i was as but i was i don't know man it's just it's weird when they say no they say no and and like i said there i talked to another guy that was fishing here there and everywhere he what isn't local but i mean they're not that hard to catch you know what i mean if you put the fly in the right places they they usually bite the shit yeah I mean, aggressively. Yeah, there's no special technique. Uh, you could, I could say that there might be at times, but just don't let it sit still. That's it. I mean, keep up, keep attracting the, you know, the bite. You know, always looking for that that fast retrieve. Yeah, it works, but I, if it comes to get so slow, they're not gonna even be interested. You know, so I was kind of giving it a pause, and I was getting hit, but there was a lot of a lot of current. You know what I mean? And I think seeing those bait fish down there because they were doing the same thing. They're just getting pushed up in the water. I don't know. So I ended up catching one. I'm all happy, tickled, like, yeah, I did it. Ooh, Finally. First, first one in over a month. I'm like, I think, because I was like, maybe they're done for the year, which shouldn't be a thing. No. no, they're there. But so for one month, they avoided me really good. What the hell? How does that happen? But it was on after that. I I got a phone call. I was like, yeah, buddy, I got to get off here. I think the bite's on. I'm going to. You can't miss this window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's prime time. So it's like four thirty till about six. I I just stuck on the same stuff, moving around and catching fish that were active and feeding, no doubt about it. Because there wasn't a couple minutes that I didn't have a fish. You know, it seemed like every time I got to where one was, they'd shark it. I had fish coming out of the water, fish slamming it, like broke off two flies, which sucks. Sucks big time. I'm talking. One fly is probably a couple years old. I haven't. Did you tie it? Yeah, I like the ones I tie because they work, man. I mean, it's just that it's you know, and then it ain't a, such a big loss like a change or something when you do lose it. But I have one of those flies for a few years, and it caught a lot of fish, and it was just a hollow fly. And then the other one was like a just a, a bigger bait fish, a bulk bulkhead, you know, nothing nothing nice. Threw a couple eyes on it. Blue though, it was smacking them. I was I was doing well with blue. I still have never caught a fly or a fish on a blue fly. People, I don't know. I thought it was a walleye thing at first, and then I get, I do get the stripers on it and the smallmouth too. I don't know. You got to have a. It used to be an odd repella that I'd pick. I'd be like, ah, we'll throw the blue because it, it was a just a rare color compared to all the other ones. And 
I, I guess I got to throw blue to catch a fish on blue. True, true. <laughs> well, what what fish doesn't probably have some kind of blue flash in it or yeah, and it it just it sticks out a lot. It really does stick out a lot, man. It in the water, I don't really see the blue. I see the white on it, but I mean to the fish, it's got to stick out. They love it. But two broken sink tips was the reason I lost two flies. So fish are swimming around with leaders, and I'm pissed. They probably shook the fly. Who oh, knows? they shake them within minutes. It's nuts. Like I said, one of the fish I landed took me far into backing, and I pulled the fly out, and it wasn't even hooked. I'm like, what the hell? How's this even happen? You know, fight a fish for 10 minutes and 100 yards down the river and finally get it, and the fly just falls out. Oh my god! That, that's weird and scary at the same time. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh hell, I put I put good pressure on him when I hooked him, and then I just let him run and run. So, nah, it was good, like a good little bite window. I had a fucking great time for an hour and a half, and yeah, shit happens when you break off like that. But that's dotting them T's and crossing I's is the difference between either catching a few more or the big ones. So. Yeah, I, I definitely lost that day. I had to go home and fix all that shit. It's you like know. hearing Jay tell the story now. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you you use this gear. I use the hell out of it. I mean, I ain't going to say that every day I go home and, you know what I mean, Check it put out a little glue done. on it or, you know, make sure it's right. But that's shit you can do to catch you a couple more fish, especially some of them leaders, especially in, like, big game fishing. I would always, I guess... You're so serious there. It's like bringing a new bullet, though. You know, you just run a new one. So you fish with one of these leaders in the river a little bit, catch a few, you probably should untie and yep. retie. So is what it is. But I caught some hogs. Maybe an eight-pounder was probably the biggest one, but they fought well, and I was fucking tickled. I haven't seen any double-digit fish this year. It's weird. goes in, uh, it just goes like that. I yeah. mean, year, certain years there's... Some big ones. I always feel like you'll see them giants in the spring, yeah, but then you might see them again in the fall. But I ain't seen no real long, long fish yet all season. Got a couple that were probably eight, nine max. We got two last year, three last year between the group. They were all late October. season. October. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Dick got one. Uh, oh, down, yeah. Last year, the day I didn't go fishing with you guys. You yeah, were. and Jay got one at the same place the next day. He think it was the same fish, and then uh, no shit. Yeah, and then Rick got that big one a week later, down at the other, other spot. Yeah. yeah, no, I, dude, I talked to some kids. They're like, I mean, they they went to the places, and I'm like, I, I, my eyes are all big. I'm like, where'd you go? And 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 you didn't catch them. Well, I kind of said either you suck or they just ain't biting. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So one of those one of those type of fish that. You could struggle to catch, and you, when you do catch them, I, I guess it's heaven. I mean, it's all love when it's happening. And I felt I had the, you know, the niche for it. It's just a matter of you got to keep trying and hitting the right moment. You know, it ain't even about what you're doing, really. So I hit them at four, and that's not even prime time, really. You know, sun sun was still it, up it high. It was for them that day. Exactly. Yeah, there was a little bit of shade starting to work, but it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, it's prime time, or you know, there's a little, you know, front front moving through, or there's some clouds. No, it didn't have anything to do with that. I just had had to keep going there, man. I got my dose after the first fish. I was like, oh, blew my load. I could I could be done for the you year. Could be done. You could go to <laughs> sleep. It was, it was like relief there, man. I I was I just wasn't catching them, and that sucks, dude. I, what what part of fishing is the worst? The not catching. 
I mean, fishing's all fun, but if you ain't catching them, it gets gets rough. It gets rough on your morale to do it some more. It uh, it definitely gets hard and it wears on you. <laughs> if if I go a trip and get beat, I'm good. But then when that trip starts turning three, four in a row or something, I'm like, what's going on, really? Give me one. Just one. <laughs> Almost tried some new stuff. I was going to go like the very head of it and try to fish under the actual water coming out. Never know. That technique could work. That is shade, and that's where they're hiding Yeah, for that spot anyway. So, Yeah, no, it's priming up, man. Water's what? Getting down? 60s? Getting closer to the 60? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it was like 68 or 69 last week when we did a float. Perfect. <clears throat> for the steelhead to start running. You see all them steelhead pictures on there? I've, oh, seen, a cu- I've seen a couple lately. And, yeah. uh, no, they're they're getting after it. We have a, a buddy, a buddy from Warren. I asked him if he wanted to go trout fishing today. He said, no, I'm going to going to elk tomorrow. I, I almost went there, but then I realized that that's a zoo, and I'm good. But they had rain twice last week where the river actually blew, so there could be fish a ways up there now. You yeah. Know? You know, when I wake up and I'm uh, looking at Uncle John's webcam and watching the Snigers and Looking at the color of the water. So my mom and stepdad went up to Erie today, go walleye trolling. They got a steelhead. Oh, no, that, that's happening hard. My uncle went Friday. They went out of uh, Ashtabula, I believe. They had a couple limits of walleye, but I think five or six steelheads. So. But they were, you know, they were, fish are all scattered, man. There's fish up along shores, fish trying to run. There's They're just all over right now. It hasn't really got the right conditions. Our Ohio River's. No water. I think I seen Conneaut on the chart at one CFS, and uh, I was like, "Is this is this messed up?" I think it was thirteen when I checked it on Wednesday. The the lowest I've ever seen it prior to that was like eleven CFS, and then it went up to like a hundred and fifty. So we could have had some fish hanging around that maybe came in, but they're starting. That's and and the thing is, is it's just making more and more people drive up there. Yeah, like oh look at the picture of this one that I wrangled. So. I don't like looking at them, Chad. That ain't no fun for me no more. <laughs> I like touching them. Oh, well, I mean, the, just the the aura of that fishing, it's kind of cool. I did it for years, and I don't know. Anymore, I'm like, Neh. I'll look. <laughs> I I don't know. I still like them. I'm, I'm getting recently intrigued a little bit more. I want to try some different things, like stripping flies for them. Got to have the room, though. That's why I like yeah. going where I go. Yep. And it gives you a choice, then. Let you... Let your day, you know, play out instead of you just having to stand still in holes like them guys do. It's kind of a, yeah, so this is what you signed up for, you know? Yep, you know what you're getting when you go. I'm going to get it on it, try to get that September steelhead before it ends, maybe cast and pure or something like that. Heck yeah, man. But, hey, we do have to get going so we can uh, get a hold of Matt. All righty? We'll be back, guys. Make way for the merge traffic. Wu tanks coming through with full metal jackets. God squad that's mad hard to serve. Confronting hard, then burn hard gets what he deserved. Land in the front, let your feet stomp. Fingers on the left, rags to death. Wings on the right, wild for the night. Wings in the back, come on in the track to whoop the response while I bomb that ass. And we are back with Matt Dixon. What's going on, buddy? Doing some beast of the East talk. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good tonight, man. So, uh, let's uh, let's do some Beast of the East talk, Matt. What what is the Beast of the East? 
Well, this this is actually going to be our seventh annual Beast of the East Musky Fly Fishing Tournament this year. And as the name says, it is a musky only, fly only uh, tournament on in northwestern PA on the up, upper Allegheny, Tynesta Lake, and the Tynesta Outflow. Um, like I said, seventh year. Last year was uh, we changed the format a little bit. Last year, not really the format, just kind of the venue. And and Mark can attest to this. Um, I think we really stepped up our game as far as where we're having it at, what we're doing, and such. We've we've moved the venue from we used to have it at the Days Inn. Now we have it at uh, the Bent Run Brewing Company in Warren. And it's, you know, they, they did a great job last year and we're back again this year. We didn't, uh, you know, we didn't screw anything up last year that they wouldn't invite us back. So that's, that's the short of it. That venue last year in comparison was just polar opposite. It was night and day. You know, and that's, that's kind of the, the atmosphere and everything that I've wanted to get. And, and last year we, we, we started a committee and Mark was part of, one of our members on the, on a committee, we had, I think six guys on it that we were trying to get, you know, all this stuff lined up, get it out of the days in. It was so formal in the days in. you couldn't, it was just, just not what we were looking for. Um, we got Josh McDunn who lives up in that Warren area to be the, the tournament director or fly fishing director actually for the entire club. Um, so he, he's got some connections up there and, and, you know, he stepped up and, and got this uh, venue for us, and it, it's worked out great. But, you know, that committee had six, five, six, six guys on it, and it worked out great. Now, it kind of let it dissolve this year, so there's just a couple of us doing it. I thought it ran well enough last year that, um, you know, we we're just going to duplicate it. So if you were there last year and enjoyed it, this year is going to be pretty much the same. Hopefully a little better. I think we actually have more prizes and we're, I mean, we're looking at probably, I think we have somewhere pushing probably between seven and $10,000 in prizes to give out this year. So our, our sponsors have stepped up, um, should be a great event again this year. And this, this is going to be broadcasting on September 20th. How much time do people still have to register? If they get the registration packs, it's going to say that it, it, um, it ended on September 17th, but we have extended it. We're going to go till October 1st, which I think is a Friday. So you can register right up until then. And chances are, if you got a hold of me and said, Hey, I'm going to be there on, on Thursday at the captain's meeting. I didn't sign up. Can I do it? Probably let you do it. As long as we have the spots available. Um, the one reason we, we set that 17th as the date was last year. We had some issues getting our shirts made on time and stuff. We, we actually have Sims solar flex shirts that we give out long sleeve. And last year, and I don't know if Mark will remember this, but we actually had to have UPS. Um, they literally, And I think Dave's wife brought him up and they didn't come up till the, I don't know if we, I think we got him on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They sat in like Arizona for four days and not getting shipped. So we ordered them early this year. 
without knowing exactly how many people we were going to have. So we should have some extra shirts this year. But that's that's the reason um, we had a kind of a hard not we had a soft cut off of September 17th. But now we've got plenty of shirts. And like I said, we're going to extend it out to October 1st. You can start a new tradition. This can be the second what? year in a row you get a shirt without fishing the beast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> well, I, Chad and I talked about that earlier. I told him if he keeps promoting us, I can probably get him one. And, and one, one good thing is we did have a lot of extras, and we did give out, you know, to some of our bigger sponsors. We gave them those shirts because we had some extras last year. Um, you know, and that goes a long way, I think, in getting those sponsors back. I know we get some sponsors that I don't think sponsor a whole lot of other things like uh stowmaster i don't i don't think you'll see them um donating or sponsoring anything but we don't even ask them anymore they just ship it to us at you know midsummer usually the right time of year they're, they're coming through yeah and mm-hmm. and you know and i think if you look a lot of the pictures of uh at our event you'll see a stowmaster net you know with the fish in it so well, Guys I, are using them too, so that helps. That goes a long way in getting a sponsor to come back. It does. I won one back, and I think it was like eighteen, and oh, that net is awesome. Nice for you guys in those smaller boats when you're, you know, yep. paddling and rowing. I guess I better not say paddling. <laughs> um, yeah, that, you know, they don't take up that much space. No, they're they're perfect, and as long as you can. If you have someone green, you show them how to use yeah. it before the, before the shit goes down. Yeah, yeah, they're not the easiest to get out if you're if you're excited and have never done it. And uh, hey, I think I'm gonna sweeten the pot this year. I'm gonna throw in an SVS uh, Fly Fishing Podcast shirt into the uh, the prize package for That's you guys. Perfect. So that'll that'll give us Mark Mark uh, with Urban Fly Company sponsors us too. So. Um. We've had we've had great sponsors and they keep coming back um, every year. So I don't know if you guys follow us a little bit on Facebook. I mean, we're posting some of the guys that you know ship us stuff in all the time. So I know um, I'll throw out a couple names there just because they've done it and they're they're like Wolf Rod Company. Uh, Dave Huff donated us four rods and he's doing another four rods this year. That's awesome! Holy so, smokes! Super. What's that? I said, holy smokes, that's, that's above and beyond with four rods. Oh, yeah. Chippewa River, uh, Tom Shank donated, you know, he, he built one, a custom rod for us last year, and then he also did it again this year. Now, this year he did us one of his new two-piece, so that'll be something, you know, I think most people want a two-piece uh, rod from them. So it's, I got it. It, sh- it shipped into me the other day. It's, it looks excellent. I picked up a 10 and a 12 on them. Oh, my God. On the two-piece? Yeah, on the two-piece. What a rod that thing is. Do you have the one-piece? I do not. I've fished uh, it. Um, Derek I fish with has the one. But, pretty um, comparable, you think? Extremely. Yeah, that, that those should be really nice, and then they're a little easier to transport, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's a big difference between the two and the four, but from the one to the two, everybody I talk to says the same thing. It's pretty close. And that's what... Mr. Shank says too is that they're very, very comparable. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be real interested. Uh, I don't think I'll throw it just in case something were to happen. But yeah, whoever wins that, I'd like to throw it once or twice, see how it throws. So, how hard is it to be in your position and have that rod there and not 
throw a reel on it just to try it, just to line it up and see how it casts. It's pretty difficult. You know, you get it in and you look at it. I take all kinds of pictures. I set it out, and I'm like, boy, yeah. I've got a pond at my house. So, you know, I could I could throw a reel on there pretty pretty easily and and cast it. But I I I haven't done it. Well, it almost never fails. We always run into each other at the lake, grab mine, and cast it. Yeah, well, we might do that. I don't. I'm probably not going to get to fish a whole lot this year. I'm actually on a team, but the one the one little issue that I ran into last year is I didn't have a whole lot of help for the Saturday night banquet. So I'm making sure that I don't fish Saturday, and then I'm going to be around to to set up a little bit better than we did last year. I'm kind of rushed around, and um, I'm not going to be under that pressure this year. So I'm going to take Saturday off and let the, the the other two guys in my boat fish without me are you on a team again with your brother yeah it's gonna be my brother and um tim polarchek out of ohio he fished with mark before yeah so tim fished with us last year um his partner fell through i think last year and so tim's come in with and fished with us through the winter of the last couple of years as well so we've got to know tim pretty well and we have fun we have a good time. He fishes hard. So he was the only one in our boat last year to have a chance at a fish, and he blew it. But <laughs> You blew it. <laughs> oh, you know, it's one of those things. You fish two days and don't see anything. In the last two hours, you have one eat at both sides. <laughs> You're not paying attention. So also bringing that last year to this year, um, there is definitely going to be a new winner this year, correct? That is correct. Uh, Beer Nation. And I, I call them a perennial powerhouse. They've been top three at least the last three years, and they've won it the last two years, um, Andrew and Dan. And Andrew has some kind of commitment that he's not going to be able to make it. So his Dan, his partner, Dan, instead of keeping the name, got a new partner and changed the team name. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll, he, Dan will be fishing it, but he'll be with a new guy. And uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if Andrew's the one that carried him or if Dan's the Dan's the man. It there's gonna be a lot of shit talking either way. Yeah, oh, there I'm sure there will be. <laughs> yeah. They're guys they're good guys too. I don't know if you guys have talked to those guys much or not, but uh, everybody goes into that thing, I think, you know, pretty good guys and uh you know, it's and that's kind of what we were trying to get was more of a social event than a competition and i think i think we've we're kind of that point right now everybody knows everybody's we've had enough years you get the same guys back i bet i'll bet 90 95 of the people we have there you know this year will will, will have been there last year so we just try and need to try and get some new guys in there too i got two newbies on my team this year <clears throat> i saw that you picked yeah. up was rick is that his name from what uh maryland, maryland. yep rick and chris Chris yeah, Rick seemed like he was pretty excited. I, I've emailed oh, yeah. him back and forth a few times, and he was the first one on your team. Actually, Chris might have been the first one to send in the stuff for your team. Both of them are just, yeah, beyond excited. Does Chris, Chris has never fished it before? Not in a tournament, no. No. Okay. Well, that's good. And yeah, then... we've got, I think right now I've got seven different states registered, so that's that's nice. good. We have uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, Connecticut, New York. Ryan Evans is back in again. Um, yeah, he's fishing with Jay. 
Yes. And PJ, right? Yep. Yeah, they, uh, they're they in. They're going to break and at then, least uh, three rods. I have you think no, so? I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because oh. they're drunk and fall on them or because they're fishing hard or what? Uh, PJ's clumsy and Jay will be drunk and Ryan will try to keep it all together. <laughs> right. Ryan'll break him over, Jay. Yeah, Ryan's gonna, yeah. Ryan's gonna hit PJ with one with a broken rod. <laughs> but uh, so, right before we called you, we were talking to Dick Dick Gross from uh, Cincinnati. Oh yeah, and he yeah. said he's fishing it. That's he's gonna be a newbie yeah. as well. He's fishing with uh, Dan out of um, Dan's from Tennessee. Yes, Dan Moskin. He was there. Yeah, Dan texted, was there last or, year, right? Yeah, I just texted Dan okay. before uh, gotcha. before he called to see if they come, are coming up early to pre-fish. He said they'd be on Monday night. Yeah, they're Monday They're night. doing a whole week. Dang. Okay. I'm going to try and get up there that week. I usually just go up Thursday, but I'm going to – the last couple of years, we go to Canada for a week in September, and the last two years have been really screwed up. Um, Actually, yeah, the last two years. <laughs> really? Why so, is that? <laughs> What's that? I said, really? Why is that? <laughs> well, you know COVID, and then yeah, I, I know. you know my situation from this year. Yeah, I had a little little heart surgery here a couple of months ago, so I, I was afraid to plan anything. So, so yeah, we're we're going to take our I think our what we keep calling our Canada trip, but haven't been in Canada for two years, and I think we're going to go up the week that stay that whole week up there then too and fish. So, I'll get a hold of those guys maybe. Uh, hook up with those guys a couple of days and do some fishing up there as well. Absolutely. While you're up there doing that, are you guys just going to chase muskies or are you going to broaden your horizons and do some trout fishing or? No, it'll be, it'll be all muskies. It, it, I, you know, I live out in that state college area now. If you want to trout fish, this is where you go. Yeah. Um, and I don't trout fish out here. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be all muskies. Um, and it'll be like, I think my brother and, you know, a couple family and a couple of friends that go with us to canada it might not it probably won't all be flies but it'll be all musky so are you gonna leave some sweet honey holes for uh just for the tournament time and not <laughs> not hit those too hard yeah we'll probably i'm gonna try and you know go where mark usually likes to go and see if i can burn some of his fish that's exactly what i would do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep go in there on <laughs> tuesday and wednesday rip them out <laughs> I know where Beer Nation goes too, so we'll go. You know, we'll burn theirs and just get her down to the river and burn some. Yeah, we're, we're going to try and burn the whole river up so so nobody can catch anything. But you know, I I, I, I heard I they put uh, everybody went there and caught five fish apiece. Your so, um, I heard your trees got labeled this year. There's Dixon above every one of them. <laughs> and that's funny hey, because guess... that's um, you know that too. We caught all those. Every fish we catch out of there comes off logs. I know. Yeah. Well, guess what? This year we got a uh, 20-footer with a lot bigger motor, so can beat your ass <laughs> in that tree. A couple of times, every time you get there, there he is. Yep. You make that turn, and it opens up. It's like, yep, there he is. Right in that stinky well, tree I was going two, for. Two years ago, you guys helped us out because when we got to the lake. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't, there wasn't anybody else on the lake, so we dicked around in the cove across from the launch. And then you guys come in and motored down towards our trees. And we're like, oh, they went down to the trees. So we started down to the trees, and you were there. And we're like, ah, screw it. We'll go up up lake. And we went up lake, and <laughs> we started up there. And we're probably in the first 15 minutes, I hooked up with one. Otherwise, I would have been sitting down in those trees where yeah. you were at. Not yeah, not doing anything. nothing. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. 
So, yeah, that lake's that lake's funny. It's weird, and I don't, you know, I don't know why my brother and I fish it because we've always been river guys, and I. I, maybe the first year was muddy. I don't know why we started doing it, but we started catching fish up there. So. Just stay. So, yeah, it's a good lake. Speaking of that, what are the inbounds waters this year for the Beast of the East? They're, they're going to be the same as what they have been. It's going to be from Kinzu Dam and Warren down to Franklin, which I think is roughly 74 miles via river, if I'm not mistaken. Then it'll be Tynesta Lake, which will be from Nebraska Bridge down to the dam. And then you can also fish the outflow of Tynesta Lake down to the uh, to the mouth where it um, meets up with the Allegheny. And you're allowed to wade, you know, wade fish. So there'll be, I don't know, I don't know if we've ever had anybody get out and walk up and fish the, the outflow up further or not. But I know, you know, they run boats That's up as far as they can in the Didn't outflow Jake, and fish it. I did it last year, yeah. two years. What was who? Wait, no, last year with Derek. Yeah, no, not no, we on didn't the do boat, any, though. No, we didn't he do just any went good. down and waited, right? Yeah, we just walked <clears> in <throat> in the morning. First thing in the morning, we shot in there to try to poke a little one or something. Try to cut backfired. somebody off. Yep, backfired. <laughs> Nothing. No. <laughs> no. Any other time you go there, you see six hundred fish, but now you go in there Friday morning. Good old skunk. Oh yeah, our club bought some signs to put up around those waters that uh, tell people what you know what musky are and all that stuff so if you see any nice looking signs you know saying this is musky water and how to handle them you can thank the uh nittany valley musky alliance for them but uh, we didn't put our names on them because of places we're going to put them and some of the state parks and bass clubs get mad with other names on them so we just left them blank you won't see that they're from us but if you see them they are from us speaking of that your club is the Nitt Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, which is a Muskie Zinc chapter, correct? Correct. And that's that's what all this, you know, what we're doing here goes towards our club. Um, last year, I think we generated about $5,000 in profits from it. And and what that goes to, I'll tell you what we've done this year. Um, we've, had a, we've had a pretty good year. Uh, in, in October is going to be our big, um, our big expense. We bought... $9,200 worth of fish that we're stocking in Kerwinsville Lake. Kerwinsville Lake is a, I don't I think it's an 800 acre lake. It kind of reminds me of Tynesta Lake a little bit at the layout. It's, it's a uh, west branch of the Susquehanna dammed up. Um, but the state stocks hybrids in there and we got an agreement with them a few years ago that we would, they would allow us to stock purebreds and we would do it on alternating years from their, from their hybrids. So, our first stocking was two years ago with the, with the purebreds. Um, and they allow us to stock at the same rate. They stock, you know, all the Pennsylvania waters, which is three quarters of a muskie per acre. So we were allowed to stock 600 purebreds in there. Um, this year we got, we actually applied for some grant money and we have $9,200 in grant money and we have to use it all on this water. So we talked to the state, asked them if they'd let us stock more than, 600 in it and they're letting us stock the entire 9200 dollars worth which is roughly i think it's a little over 700 fish um but that that's that's where you know a lot of the money goes a couple i'm gonna tell you a couple other things we spent money on this year we did um jared sayers and you guys have had him on i think yeah before. yeah we have 
we bought the fish commission up there um, a couple feeders for that are for muskies and they're they're seventeen hundred dollars a piece so we spent thirty four hundred dollars on feeders and <laughs> that was kind of a an exciting venture too. the guy that builds them into iowa and he shipped them somewhere new york but anyway they got them um so there's thirty four hundred dollars spent there we spent three thousand dollars on the minnow fund for muskies and then one thing we did a little different this year we had um there's a cast for kids foundation it's a national organization and they take um uh, special needs kids out fishing and we donated a thousand dollars cash to them. Then they use that to buy rods, reels, you know, hooks, stuff like that to take these kids out. So, um, so that's kind of what we did as a club this, this year. And, and we've done that pretty much those same things over the last few years. And we, we, we look at expanding and that's, you know, that's one reason guys got to look at, you know, joining these clubs. Um, if you've got something you're interested in, you don't come to these club meetings or join a club, it's not going to get done. But if you come, you know, you want to stock fish somewhere in a, a, lake, a lake closer to you, we're, we're receptive to it. And I think a lot of the other clubs are. So that's, you know, that's one good thing that's coming out of this is I, I honestly and truly think that our club is uh, helping the Pennsylvania muskie fishery. And you don't have to be located in central Pennsylvania to, to join the Nittany, Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, do you? You do not. And that's, you know, Mark, Mark's a member and he's in what you got Hermitage or wherever that is out there. Yeah. We're running uh, Ohio Josh, Josh McDunn is in, is in Warren. We had a guy in our club at one point that was out of the state of Washington and, and he joined us. He joined us as a chapter because we had a lot of fly fishing in it. Um, he has since, I don't know if he's still a member, but he's not a member of our club, but yeah. And when we go as far East as I think, um, I think we got members out around Lancaster and stuff. There was a new club started around Harrisburg. So, uh, you know, the further, further east you go from us, you got some other chapters. And we'll get some guys from Chapter 50 up here to fish this tournament. Um, and they're good guys. And they're, they're the guys that kind of gotten us in touch with the, the, where to buy these muskies and stuff. Because they've been buying muskies for, I think, the last 10 or 12 years, maybe even a little bit more. And they're getting 50-inch muskies that they've stocked. So, you know, they know that because they're purebreds and some of the waters they're stocking are tigers only and they're catching 50 inch um, purebreds that they know they stock. So that's, hopefully we get to that. And chapter 50 is uh, Pittsburgh to Steel City, correct? No, no. Chapter 50 is the eastern one. That's uh, Penn, okay. Jersey. Okay. Six, 16 is the Pittsburgh chapter. We did have a, and it wasn't us. We didn't hold the tournament. There was a there was a tournament held on Kerwinsville this summer, and um, my brother and I fished it. I caught three of the purebreds that we stopped two years ago. So that was um, and I don't I don't know if anybody else did, but I thought you know I fished there eight hours one day and caught three of them. I thought that was uh, that's really exciting. How that was very exciting. I was more excited about that than the you know the forty incher that I caught. So how big were they? They were they were twenty five to twenty eight inches. Okay, that's and they, solid. You know, they varied a little bit. They were healthy. I mean, they were looked good. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully they maintain there. And you know, one of our reasons for wanting to stock that lake is because of the river above and the river below. You know, they get out if they get in there and reproduce. That's kind of 
kind of what we were thinking. Might give us another fishery. Yeah, Kim, that's the best place for uh, for natural reproduction to possibly yeah. happen. With what we've heard about from that lake. Yeah. And speaking of that, the Allegheny the Allegheny River, where the tournament is, there there's natural reproduction in that river as well, correct? Yeah, I believe that there is. I, I think in Pennsylvania, the only waters that have that are native to muskie are the Allegheny or the Ohio, you know, the Allegheny uh, watershed and Lake Erie. So everything else in the state, you know, has come through stocking, but. I, you know, and people argue this and Jared tells, you, you know, Sarah's that there isn't a whole lot of natural reproduction, but yeah, I, I think there is some and, and the rivers I think do a little bit better. And I think you guys have probably seen it. I've, I'm sure you've seen some waters where you've seen some uh, fish that you're pretty confident that are, that are naturally reproduced. Baby muskie then, if you ever see a baby muskie, it, it had to come from somewhere, right? I, I've seen them up, you know, I've seen 18 inches. 20 miles up river out of the Allegheny, not in the Allegheny, but up a, a, a tributary. So could they run that far? Probably 18, 20 miles. Um, is there a chance that it was, that was, you know, reproduced in that water? I, I would be more apt to think that it, that it was, you know, born in that water and just is there, but I don't know, maybe an 18 incher would run 20 miles up. And that's 20 on side of the Allegheny. And from, I don't know where the state even stocks them at in there, but I've never seen them. I've heard some guys, you know, and seen them in some other waterways that aren't stocked. Um, that's where that they've seen, you know, little ones and that tell me that there's reproduction, but I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. Now I, lakes and stuff like Jared says, you know, as fertile as they are and stuff, I, yeah, I, I can see them not reproducing there, but those, moving water and stuff. I think there's a very, very good chance that there is natural reproduction in some of those. And Jurassic Park says it the best. Life will find yes. a way. <laughs> yes. Correct. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, the Allegheny isn't just full of muskies. It's full of trout and smallmouth and walleye. In the Beast of the East tournament, is there uh, any side prizes for a uh, bycatch this year? There is, and we, we actually changed it a little bit last year as well. Some of those guys didn't like pike being in it because you could catch a you know, a skinny 28-inch pike and win the side pot. So last year we went to a kind of a sliding scale, and I don't remember the numbers, but if you caught a bass, the, the fish that won it last year was the side pot was an 18-and-a-half-inch bass. And what, what actually the prize we gave out for the side, you know, the bycatch was um, one of Wolf's um, rods he brings a i don't remember mark might know it i think it was an eight weight maybe yeah, and that's uh, he asked us if he would give it as the bike catch so the, the yeah for the bike catch you get one of the woof rods um but like i said we do a kind of a sliding scale an 18 and a half inch bass won it last year uh i think two years prior to that a 26 inch brown trout won it yeah i remember that year i was there that year and then, like I said, some of those guys didn't like Northern Pike being in it. But then, well, nuts as soon as to those they tell guys. me, what's that? I said nuts to those guys. Well, and that's that's what they, you know, the, the year they said that, they said, we're not going to do Pike in it. You can't, if you catch a Pike, you can't win the, you know, that's not going to win the bycatch. But 
then somebody caught one it was like 38 inches or something and they're like oh you should get something for that so that's kind of why we went to the it can be any species and well jason's caught some he caught a big walleye that one year we caught there was i think four walleye caught over 30 inches yeah the year jay caught that big one i think what dave the streamer junkie caught 131 jay caught one that was 31 but i think jay was first Report. yeah i don't know did, did did jay win that side pot yeah he side? he got a, okay he got a reel out of it yeah i think there were actually three 31s caught that year in a 30 but i might be wrong on that i think you're correct i just don't remember who the other two guys were that's yeah. why i didn't want to bring them up I can't. yeah <laughs> I, I don't know who they were either but yeah and then that 26 inch brown now they tell you there's you know browns in there quite a bit bigger than that yet so yeah, man, they're in there. That, that's why I was asking you. Fucker ate a muskie fly, man. <laughs> that's why I was asking if you're going to go trout fishing. Hung himself. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that that river is crazy, and there's so much diversity in life there. It There is, and it's, like you said, it's it's a phenomenal fishery. So I hope, you know, I hope we get good water, good weather, and that we can get some fish. And, last year i think there were only seven muskies caught last year but everybody you talked to had chances i think or saw fish and and stuff like that so um you know they're there and every year i you know i'm always impressed with the size of the fish we catch with on flies in there last year that 48 won it i don't think there's anything been under 45 inches that's won the big fish and i'm pretty impressed with that what eric had one that was 50 and a quarter right yeah, yeah. Eric caught that one. It's been a few years. That year there were only, I think, four fish caught. But yeah, he and I think Eric's fishing it this year. I don't think he fished it last year. Um, but yeah, that's and that's a that's a pig. That one that was caught last year. I don't know if you saw pictures of it. it was actually, it's a team from Connecticut comes down. Um, Matt Schultz caught that. It's his first muskie ever. And. <laughs> I'll tell you a story on that. We were across the lake from them when they hooked it. We heard them scream. And we go we go over, we motor over, and we're getting, I mean, I'm not super close to them, but I'm pretty close. And I see them reach down in the net to grab it, and they drop it, and it goes out of the net. And they hadn't measured it or oh, anything no. yet. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, fortunately, they hadn't taken the hook out yet. So it was still hooked. So they got it back in the net. And... uh Oh, they were they were so excited. We talked to them for 15 minutes, and his partner holds up the fly that uh, that he caught it on, and it's shaking, man. He's just he's still shaking, and he didn't even catch it. So those guys were pumped, and uh, th- this will be their third year. They'll, they're 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 coming back. So I think Eric, his partner's out with uh, Brad Bowen fishing right now Is for he? his 40th birthday. Oh, th- that's the guy. Yeah, they, they caught Eric, fish yesterday. It looks like. What's that? I said, it looks like they caught fish yesterday. Yeah, I saw a picture of them. I just, I just saw it today, so I don't know when they got it. But, yeah, that was um, – and Eric and Matt come in and fished with uh, my brother and I early this year. I think it was March we took them out, and we got Eric his first one. And Matt caught one, too, but the day we had him out. So they drove in seven hours to fish for half a day. What? Two years ago, PJ caught one. It was 48. And, yes. and he was like, that was the greatest first fish I've ever caught. Like, that was my first muskie. It was the best. I was like, PJ, I took you out three weeks ago and you caught your first muskie. It, it was a 24-inch muskie from a little lake, but he, he totally forgot about it when he caught that big one. He wants that to be his first. <laughs> this is my first. Scratch that one. 
He's changing your musky to a pike, huh? Yeah. It's like actually having your first sexual encounter being paid for and then hooking up with Pam Anderson two weeks later. You know what I mean? <laughs> he forgot about well, paying won, for it. <laughs> he won the big fish contest that, that year, right? Yeah, he did. And there was, there was another 48 caught that year. Last day. Last, yeah, it last was moment. The, the guy from TCO. Oh, yeah, Brandon. Oh, yeah. Brandon. Rush, yeah. or something like that. They, they were 46s. Was it a 46? Yeah, yeah. 46. Yeah, there was a pair yeah. of 46s. Yeah, uh, Brandon caught one later. And there was a couple, like a 44 and a 43 that year, too, I believe. So, yeah. Matt, for people that have not fished the river, what what are optimal flows that we're looking for, and what are we hoping for for the river for the tournament? I- you know, I, I really don't know. The, the guys, um, Hegberg and Josh, they've got their ideas on it, and I don't know where they're at. I was just reading an email from last year, and they wanted it to be around. It looked like the lake, the river was around 3,500 CF uh, cubic feet, but they wanted it higher than that. I don't I don't know why, but um, I don't know what the levels are that, they, that they're searching for or what they think is the best. And, you know, most of these guys are running jets. I've only had one team, and that was Relentless relentless with Jake, um, asking for a shuttle. So that's that's something we didn't talk about either. But we do offer a shuttle service, you know, for guys who are coming in drift boats and um, – And rafts. Rafts and drift boats, and then, you know, they need a little movement. We'll move them. They don't have to worry about, you know, getting moved around and stuff. But – most of these guys coming in now are running your jets and, and I'm assuming that, you know, they've got a, and I don't, you know, there's an optimal um, CFM, but I don't know what it is. And I think you guys have had, and I'm assuming them as well, have had quite a bit of water this year. So it should be, should be running pretty good. Yeah. uh, The Ganey has been up, 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 and then drop spiking down recently. I've, I've been following the, uh, the Allegheny Outfitters. That's a good place to go for anyone that's coming in from out of town. If you're on Facebook, follow Allegheny Outfitters. Every day they, they post what the river level is, what the temperature is. It's just a nice, easy source. Well, I know in the past um, we've, we've requested <laughs> going to hit a sore spot here through the Army Corps um, you know, to be at certain levels, but as as Mark knows, they're not always the most cooperative, and I don't think they ever give us what we ask for. Nah, they they don't. But like I said, you can keep asking, and you know you catch more flies with sugar than you do salt. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, should be should be a, a good time. And in from past, the majority of the people are fishing the river in comparison to the lake, correct? I, I think so. I think on the lake, and we have fished it the last, I think, three years, and we probably have, I don't know, Mark, what do we have on there, maybe five five boats? Typically five, six on the lake, yeah. Somewhere around there, and then you'll have the, you know, 15 boats on the on the, on the the river. Yep. Oh. Corey back again this year? Corey is not. No. I haven't gotten anything from him anyway. Hmm. Now, he's... Jake's Jake just sent his in and he's fishing with Brandon and uh I forget who Jake Billwalk's third person was. Dave Troop, maybe? 
Did, I think that's who it was. Did they still keep the same name since Corey's not on the team? Yeah, the gutted Muppets. And speaking of that, are there any, any uh, new funny team names this year that we should be looking for? Um, there's uh, I gotta make sure I say this right. Muck Fuskies. <laughs> they no. they must be Ohio State fans. Uh, well, they're actually they're Eastern PA guys. They're Chapter Fifty guys. Um, and we've changed our team name, but I'm not real sure what it is yet. I'm either going with Yukon Cornelius and the Goat Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> get, get it or uh, <laughs> you guys know who Tim is, right? So you know what yeah. Tim looks like. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he should be digging or, uh, for gold. We might go with the Bent Rod Fishing Company to you know to go with the Bent Bent Run Brewing Company. Yeah, I but like... I think we're going to go with Yukon Cornelius and the Beard and the Goat <laughs> the Goat <laughs> Brothers. You, you should. <laughs> Mark had a good one last year. I don't remember what it was. It was about uh, oh, three Jerry, sentences yeah. long, I think. Jerry's dead. Pinners suck. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. Everybody got a chuckle out of that one. <laughs> what? And that's that's why I like to I make people have come come up with names. Um, I always find interest in what they come up with, and there's not you know. They're, they're not as original as I would like them to be a lot of times. <laughs> what? Three years ago, I was fishing with uh, some guys from Cleveland, and we were the factory of sadness <laughs> after the Browns, oh. after the Brown Stadium. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we had a, a regional tournament here for Muskie's Inc., and we had the, the team that won it was called the Zipper Hoagies. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That's a pretty solid name. <laughs> Zipper Hoagies. Yeah. They should do a tour. They should go around and fish local muskie tournaments. <laughs> the zipper hoagies. I, well, I, I didn't know what a zipper hoagie was, so I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. So <laughs> now I know what it is. Don't show your wife your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she knows. We've been married twenty-seven years. I can't offend her. Should have asked her what it was. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. So. Hey, Matt, is there anything that we haven't hit on on the beast that we should be touching on before we go into some foraging talk? Well, like I said, everything's going to be run out of bent run. Um, reg we'd have to captain's registration. Somebody from each team has to be there Thursday night at 730. Um, I'm sure there's lots of things I didn't go over. Um, but like I said, registration, I'm going to keep it open pretty much pretty much right up to the event. But I'm going to say October 1st will, kind of, will be the deadline. And I mean, literally, we've got thousands of dollars worth of prizes. If if anybody thinks because they don't have a team and they can't get there, but there's you know they want to do it, I've had several single people that I've either hooked up with each other or you know I found a team that would take a third person. So if if anybody wants to fish it, doesn't have a partner and 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 wants to do it, let me know. Speaking of that, I'm coming up to f hang out with Mark and Jay and them on Friday. I'll fish with someone on Saturday if they need. <laughs> you could take my spot. Yeah. You could, if you can fish Saturday, you could be on a team. Just you just don't get to fish Friday. I know. Well, well there so you go. Get your get your 125 bucks out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to see Dude Perfect on uh, what 
Friday night or Thursday night. That, that's I've the, heard you say that. I've heard that on your podcast, and I don't know if this means I'm old or stupid, but I have no idea who, what Dude Perfect is. Uh, go on YouTube and look them up. They do trick shots, and they're five guys from Austin, Texas, and my son's in love with them. Dude Perfect. I'll look and see. Yeah. they're. Hey, you know what? They're they're family friendly. They're good wholesome stuff that I don't mind my son watching. You know. Yeah. And so when my wife looks at my search engine and sees "Dude Perfect" and "Zipper Hoagies" side by side, she's gonna think someone. She's gonna think you're covering up zip, zipper hoagies with "Dude Perfect." <laughs> All right. Well, that's yeah. I'll look it up. <laughs> and that's Friday night, Chad. You, that's Friday. I think it's, you're going to it's Thursday in Cleveland. And then I'm going to sleep in and drive up on a Friday morning and hang out at Jay's camp while the guys are fishing. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> sounds, I know. sounds impressed. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking. I was it trying like, to think of some other way to get him in there. It but sounds I, like I Matt's not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get off of the beast for a moment. And, Matt, you've not been fishing. You've not been lifting anything heavy. But you've been for yeah. you've been forging lately. I have been. I've uh, I told you earlier. I had I had heart surgery in the end of July, so <laughs> I was I've been stuck at home. I couldn't drive. I couldn't ride in the front seat of a car. I couldn't do anything. So you're but like I an have infant. to walk. What's that? You're like an infant. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I could, I could wipe my own ass, so that was good. Although when I was in a hospital, I couldn't, and I had that done for me. But that's another story. So, um, how, how degrading is that being a full-grown adult and having some another full-grown adult do that? I'm telling you what, I, you know, you're. I was in the ICU for three days, and and the first day in there, <laughs> you, I didn't want to go to the bathroom because they didn't really have a bathroom. You had to go in the bedpan or right beside you. After two days or three days in the ICU unit, I could I could shit with three people stand around me that I have no idea who they are. <laughs> you know, you, you essentially have a, a piece of cloth on you for seven days and <laughs> your ass is hanging out half the time. Your dick's hanging out half the time. You just don't care. So yeah, you get to that point. <laughs> Wait, so your ass is hanging out half of the time and your dick's hanging out the other half of the time. Well, if you put your legs <laughs> up and you're on your bed, yeah, everything's just hanging out there. So everybody just walks in and, it's yeah it's you just don't care i'm telling you after after being in there for three days <laughs> there's yeah whatever so yeah. yeah and then you go to the bathroom and they'll have you know nurses will come in i'm like i can i can take care of this myself and they're like oh no we'll get it and then they literally wipe your ass <laughs> so this one's on us right. they said <laughs> normally you have to pay ladies to do that right yeah. Well, you know, and most of, most of these girls, the nurses and stuff in there are like 25 and under. And well, the one I had to do that was uh, <laughs> she wasn't and she was pretty big girl. Yeah. So. At least she knew she probably knew how to wipe an ass. Oh, she. Yeah, she. I'm like, no, I get it. No, I'll get it. Oh, were you like, OK. Were you like Stewie from uh, Family Guy? Don't forget the taint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I didn't. But you sure um, it's clean? I'm sorry. That was the first time. Other, you know, that was the first time I actually had anybody wipe my ass for me. So <laughs> since you were in diapers, you could remember. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that was that's how that started. There, Chad was. I had that surgery, and then I had to come home, 
and like you said, I, I couldn't do anything, but they wanted you to walk. So I have, um, I have about, I have 11 acres on the house I'm on, but my neighbor has 150 acres behind me. It's all woods. And I called him, he posted, I called him and said, Hey, I, you know, I've had this surgery. I need to walk. Can, and he's got really nice four wheeler trails through his property. I said, do you care if I walk on your property? He said, no, go ahead and have at her. Well, were you guys friends before this or, um, he, he, he's not real close to me, but he's a good neighbor. We've talked. Um, I mean, he doesn't want anybody on his land hunting and I don't hunt deer, so it, it doesn't matter. He's got, he's got a deer stand that's really close to my property. So if he shot my way, it'd probably be on my deer and, and I'm fine with that. But yeah, over the last couple of years, we've got to be, um, I mean, we don't go have beers and stuff together. I actually probably will take him and his kid musky fish and they want to go. Um, especially after this, because he let me on there, but we, we were, I mean, we'd wave and do all that stuff, but we weren't, you know, buddy buddies. Yeah. But yeah, but so he let me on and I just started walking and, and I've, you know, I've always done the morels and I've had black trumpets behind my house forever. So I'd, I'd go and get them. And then I started running in on his property. I ran into the chanterelles, um, <laughs> the oysters. I ran into, I'd, you know, I started looking online. I'm like, I'd come home and they'd, It'd be about, you know, two days too late for me. And I'm like, what was that that I saw? And then I knew next time when I saw him what to get. Um, cauliflower. I found a cauliflower. Is that what they call it? A cauliflower mushroom? Yep. You know what's going on? I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't ask me to do the uh, the Latin name for him. I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, I started doing that and putting on lots of miles. And I'd take them. I'd bring the mushrooms in. And I'd give them away if I could get anybody to come over and visit me. Does your wife eat them? No. <laughs> See, I'm in the same boat. As, I'm in the same boat as you. My wife won't eat them. So, I found about ten pounds of chanterelles oh. about three weeks ago. I dehydrated them all and I I turned them into a powder. That way, I can put them on burgers and stuff. That works out well. Yeah, I I will let you know how long they last. Because, <laughs> like I said, it was just a couple weeks ago that I did it. I went for a walk, like I said, this evening or this morning. I guess that was this morning. And on those four-wheeler trails, I mean, I, I wouldn't walk. And I did I did about two-and-a-half-mile walk on his trails. I'd say probably every 100 yards I'd run into a patch of black trumpets. So. But I left them all. So if you want to come down Center County and look for mushrooms, I'll point you in the direction. I would love to. <laughs> that sounds more fun than musky fishing. <laughs> Might get a lot more productive. Exactly. You might see something. Yeah. Probably not, though, with black trumpets. Well, like I said, they're, I mean, they're everywhere, and they're right on the middle of the four-wheeler trail. You can't miss them. So a rookie would be well, you know, they'd be fine finding them there. So you said you did morels and black trumpets before. Did you, how much different stuff this year did you find that, uh, that you'd never even thought of in years prior? Oh, that's I. The chanterelles. I found a patch of those last year, but this year I found, you know, more and looked a little harder for them. Um, I'm not a big chicken of the woods guy. I, I have found those. I leave them typically. I'm, I. I just don't care for them. The oysters was a new one for me. Um, what, what did you think about found, oysters? What's that? What did you think about the oysters? Um, I like the oysters. I like them. I think they were probably, I liked them better than the chanterelles, actually. 
See, Mark um, Mark is a a giant oyster fan. And I found a I found a big plot of them this year. And I gave them all to Mark. I was like, hey, here, here you go, man. You like the chanterelles better than the than the oysters? I I just like chanterelles better because they're easier to find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I found that oyster or that cauliflower mushroom. Have you ever gotten those? I've never found cauliflower, but I found a coral this year. I've got tiny uh, small corals growing all over my place. I I'm a. Do you eat? Do you eat those ones? I did, and it it was like spicy. Um, what? Not not what hot. What color was it? It was white. It's kind of spicy. Not not like a not spicy like hot spicy, but like peppery. Like yeah, yeah. And you liked it though the texture. I yeah I I've never picked them, and I see them all the time. I saw a a big yellow coral the other day. I just still didn't pick it. I saw a big one. Oh, we were running shuttle for a float I did two weeks ago, and I. Threw my car in park and uh, got out and ran. My glasses were all fogged up. I thought it was a chicken because it was like <laughs> my cousin was behind me. He was going to pick me up. He's like, what are you doing? What's wrong? I was like, uh, I guess see what this is. <laughs> I I, the I, other one. I found myself right. doing that a lot lately. Yeah, and I do that now too, and I, I never did that. And there's so many mushrooms out there. I have no idea what they are. Oh, I did. Jason, this one's for you. I think I heard you talking about this before. Was uh, I made some ghost pipe tincture? Oh yeah, how's that going? Have you tried that? How's it going? Did would you you're like letting it rest still or? Well, I am, but here's my problem. After I made it, I read something that said if you have heart condition, you shouldn't <laughs> drink or use this. Well, I'm no doctor so or nothing. I'll bring it to the beast for you. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, no, I, I, my uncle he made it. He a few jars of it, so. He he's not shy to try anything. Have you have you tried it? I haven't. He said he he'll drink like a shot of it, like an actual shot. I've heard guys say it'll take a few drops of it. That's health oriented. Well, that's, or yeah, I've, you... I've heard that. Take a few drops of. I heard somebody say they took a shot of it and they sat sat in the woods and talked to the trees for the next two hours too. So I need some of that. I better go try <laughs> yeah. this. I better go, I better try half a shot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm afraid to try it because I don't want to die. But I'll I'll bring it <laughs> if somebody else wants to try it. It's pretty. I mean, it's a dark purple. It's it's kind of neat looking. Have you made tinctures but, from from any of the other uh, stuff you found? No, nope, I have not. It's endless possibilities. That's, Mushrooms are good, man. Sheephead are starting to just starting to come. Up. I haven't I've, seen any. I yet. found a few like starting, but who knows weather dependent now because they could get. Uh, too much sun or dry out and not produce so we need rain there's that's for sure i've never i've never found a sheep's head i don't that'll be a new one for me too another one the new one you asked me about uh milk caps you ever eat any of the milk caps i haven't no i have not either and they're they're pretty big and they kind of they kind of remind me of like the, the the white ones you buy at the grocery store they're not real flavorful but they're the flavor's kind of like them, but they kind of, they kind of have like a dry texture. But they're not bad. I they're, they're kind of beefy, so there's there's a you know there's some substance to it. I remember I might have been sixteen or seventeen years old, and in my mom's backyard, one fall morning on a dewy morning, a bunch of mushrooms popped up. And my stepdad was like, 
all right, let's let's pick a bunch of mushrooms uh, from the yard and have omelets. We had no idea what they were. We, <laughs> and we you fr- did it? We fried them in an omelet. We, we, You're alive. No, and I'm alive. To, that We just got lucky. I have no idea what they were. I wish I... I wish it would pop back up so I could identify him now, you know? But you didn't get sick. No. We got lucky is what we got. <laughs> Do you eat puffballs? You know what? I used to mow puffballs over before I started foraging. <laughs> and now that I know what I'm looking for. Don't find them. I, I haven't seen them. My mom picked one the other day, a pretty, pretty big size, bigger than a hand. That I've, I've ate a brown skin puffball. I cooked this last year. It was like late summer, right around this time. It stunk the whole house up, but it had, it had a good texture. It was like a like eggplant, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like eating turtle. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just that's what people shop for these things for. It could have been substituted. Uh, a lot of the you know recipes that call for them, it's just a substitute in there. Or people use them as it like looks pizza like a, dough. They look like a big marshmallow when you cut them open. I thought it looked like like cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I said. And I said the same thing. Kind of looked like a block of mozzarella. You cut it, but the texture is kind of weird too. So you're uh, not? You're, I didn't eat mine. You're not I a just, fan. I just found one in my yard. What's that? <laughs> I said you're not a fan, or you, you haven't? You I didn't, didn't eat. It? I, I was. I don't. I just didn't eat it. I. My mother made some a few. Uh, it's probably been five or six years ago, and I really liked it. And I picked this one in my yard, and I'm like, I just let it set, and I never ate it. Yeah, they just thrown it away. Them sheep head, they'll be right at the base of them big oaks or if you know, old stump or something, but that's dude they'll, they'll be there and it'll be plentiful here in the next few weeks. Like them. I've seen people finding them, um, but I haven't That's uh, where most of uh, all the tr- all the trumpets and everything that I've been seeing through Facebook or whatnot have out out your way, you know what I mean? Mostly I don't it's been a dry one here. When it wasn't raining a lot, it was super dry. So you guys hold that I don't know, a little bit of cooler with the hills, you know what I'm saying? A little bit more yep. moisture content in the soil due to the rocks. And so, oh, yeah, we've been wet. We've had rain. My my yard's still wet. I mean, I mowed today and I've got ruts in it from my tractor and it's heavy. So we've we've had water. And our, yeah, it's been a great year out here for mushrooms. So these ones you might want to try to eat. They're good stuff. And, and that's different than the. Um, Hen of the woods. That that's just the other name for them. Okay. But they'll be okay. right. They'll be right up against some of them real, real big trees. You know, you'll spot them out, no doubt about it. And some of them will produce like a few of them all around it, and you'll know the patch when you see it. Actually, the first yeah. hen, the first hen of the woods I ever found was last year, the Beast of the East weekend when I was down camping in West Virginia. It was a big one. We were in a, a campground, and there was a, a hen of the woods, and I was like. I wish I could pick this, but we have no way of cooking it, and all we're doing is drinking beers and going whitewater rafting. There's no way to, no, no need to pick this. So, hmm. and then. Well, that's, I was going to, I'm on that Facebook page. I don't know what it's called, Pennsylvania Morales or something. And I was going to post on there and see what, what good ones am I missing? I mean, what are, what are, Hand of the Woods is the one. I don't know if there's other ones that I should be looking for that I'm not getting. Uh, I don't or know. That's, there, I'm there's doing like pretty a, good with what I'm getting. No, there, there's, there's other things to look for, no doubt about it. Last year, you I found picked, lobsters, didn't you? I didn't find lobsters. I've, I've seen one or two of them, maybe, but shrimp of the woods yeah. I found last year, which is a, it's a money or a money, a mushroom derived from a honey mushroom. It goes through a few phases and ends up being like the third phase of this mushroom, and it's, it replicates shrimp, 
that's why people hunt these down you know they want that texture what it does for the dish and it's big on maybe menus but what i think is available for everybody is them sheep heads you got and honey mushrooms you could eat those if you you do your homework and know exactly what they are they're a they're a real hearty mushroom with a thick stem you know and they're very prevalent oh yeah them are everywhere so i mean (laughs) i probably ate seven or eight last year and like like chad said live (laughs) (laughs) but you're picking bullets Last year too. Well, we ate that. Yeah, yeah, we ate that and tried it non-staining. See, you just got to do your work. No bleed's really supposed to kill you, but some can be some can bad on digestive. Yeah, there's even 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 comes down to you could drink beer on what honey mushrooms and then have a reaction like a not not be well. <laughs> do your homework. What about lion's mane? You ever find that? Oh no, dude. That's that's been the one that's elusive for me. I don't know where they really get them, but. You could buy like a, a block and do that in your house. You know what I mean? That'd probably be okay. I just saw. I had a friend send me a picture when they got. Oh, they're awesome! I don't know where they got it from. It's like that. They're Wasn't that big? Bear, cool looking though. Bear tooth. They're cool looking. I I want to try one. Northspore.com. That's where you get them. <laughs> oh, there's there's we got local over in like Champion. There's a place that's an actual market. They go to the farmers market every weekend, but they got their own building. It's a mushroom place that does all that stuff and well, sells them. North Spores, where you buy the spores to, to grow them. Oh, um, they sell all those kits, too, oh. and stuff like okay. that. But, I mean, you could go right in and buy fresh right from them that they grew. And they had, like, uh, they had some blue oysters. They, were, they had some different, like, I didn't, now now you're talking about stuff that could be hybridized and, you know, different. Christ, Jay sounds like he knows all about this stuff. Yeah, I don't know enough to just be eating them. My, my buddy of mine, he got two books, and we walked around a lot. <laughs> He he's a he's a former Boy Scout, but we do a lot of walking. And t- lately, dude, how are you walking in the woods? I've been getting tore up by the mosquitoes. I can't even make it. I got a full headgear on. I'm like, well, let's go to the park where the bugs ain't so bad. <laughs> Hunt that. Yeah, it's been pretty rough out there. So uh, I'm just looking forward to that hen of the woods, and it's 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 just everywhere, dude. You'll, you you could pick one that's five pounds, you know, and great a great bounty for your walk. You know what I mean? I don't know shit right. about it. Don't trust me. <laughs> so did you guys do some fishing today? We'll get off the mushrooms. Mark's, Sorry. Mark's the, the guy who gets to net the fish anymore anyway and get a tan doing it. Yeah. Did, no. you go, did you go out, Mark? Yeah, we were out today for a little bit. No muskie was. Uh, we were just pike fishing. Got... How, how's the guiding going, Mark? Starting up well. We're finally getting into that time here, uh, like this next week or two. We're going to start seeing that weather shift, so it's going to get a lot better, but been going well are so far are you doing fly only or are you doing whatever no fly only i'm just i'm not really set up for gear okay yep good it's going well it is yeah we've been uh did quite a few trips this spring got last weekend this weekend got some more coming up here so keep them busy good good luck with that i appreciate that thank you mm-hmm. yep what do you how about you haven't been out at all or you had a little bit of a spring I, I fished, I haven't fished. I was out once Memorial or Labor Day. I got out, uh, I felt well enough. I had my brother take me down the river and, uh, I got to throw flies for a little bit, Nice. but I had, I had one eat that I, <laughs> that I didn't get. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I haven't, I haven't been out much. I actually went out with one of my club members 
uh, and just he trolls. So I just went for a boat ride because I still couldn't do anything. But I had my chauffeur pick me up, <laughs> a friend, and we went to Glendale Lake and rode around his boat for four or five hours. But um, but that's been it. Yeah, I I haven't uh, haven't been out. The the guys in the clubs have been they've been catching some fish here the last week or two. But good, nice. So since you couldn't sit in the front seat of his pickup truck while he's pulling the boat there, <laughs> did you have to sit in the bed? No, I had a king cab or whatever you call it. There was there was dual seats up front. So everybody's so, a comedian, right? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I would have. I'd probably sit in the boat instead of the bed. So, but yeah, you'd be like a prom queen. Yeah, be waving to everybody. Yeah, yep. throwing candy at the muskies. Yeah. Uh, Gordo was out. My brother was out the other day. He got a forty-seven on the fly. Uh, just a couple of days ago. Nice. Good for him. A 43 and a 47. Heck yeah. So that's, uh, he's, he's getting ready for the beast, I guess. Getting his arm back, he in, does, back in practice. He does, yeah. Getting it back. He doesn't tie his own. Well, he ties some, but he always uses my flies. And <laughs> then I ask him what fly he catches on. He tries to describe it to me. And I'm like, <laughs> take me a picture. I, I don't remember what the hell that one was. I don't know what you're talking about, Gordon. <laughs> no, I, I don't. So, and he didn't send me a picture, so he's not getting another one of them. So, how many flies did when you were laid up? How many flies did you end up tying? I actually tied quite a few, but probably not as many as you would think. Um, I, I get, I was getting back spasms quite a bit. Um, I think you know from the surgery and stuff. So, I could only set for about a half hour, forty five minutes, and I'd have to go lay down. So, I, I didn't get a whole lot tied, but I'll bet I got, well, uh, probably 15 to 20. Marcus, three Bufords tied in that time. <laughs> I, I know. I'm not the fastest. <laughs> and, and I'm not a Buford fan, and I tried tying Bufords when I was off, and I, I fuck that head up every time. <laughs> You're still not a fan? <laughs> no. Nope. But I, I know they catch fish, so. But I don't have. You won't find many Bufords in my box because I'm not good at tying them. I'm I'm the same way, man. Give me a synthetic head and away we go. Well, who who? Oh, Pogo was saying about using your flies. You, those weren't Bufords. I don't no. I don't tie Bufords. <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. I I I think he was had a gentleman's breaker too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm teasing, but no, I I did send him a bunch of flies. Uh, they were like synthetic heads and stuff, um, like brush heads and shit. All right, I've been making a bunch of goop head ones. I don't know if you guys do any of that or not. Um, oh boy. what Pat Lombard dabbled with it? <laughs> not not like all the way down. You you're doing it all the way no, down. Just, no, just, just the heads. Head. Yeah, it yeah. makes them swim a little bit. It gives them a side to side. Yes. Pat sent yeah. us a couple of flies that had goop heads. That yeah, they swam good. I haven't messed with them in years. And these ones swim. The ones I've been making them swim good too. Now, um, I don't make them. You know, I, 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 you guys always ask her. You know, do you make it like so and so, or do you? you <laughs> mine are all, I, mine are all custom made. I'll look at. You know, I'll watch a YouTube video on how to tie it. And I'll start doing just the way they are and 
somehow in the middle, I get all fucked up, and it turns out a different way. So, you, make, you make them like Matt does. You just got to finish, yeah. finish it. Yeah, nobody's going to make them like I do either because they're not. Because <laughs> you can't make two the same, right? No, I cannot. You know, I'll, I'll try, and I'll get one that just swims great, and then try and duplicate that, and I'll tie six more flies, and they're all turds. So <laughs> I don't know. I, the goop head helps a little bit. You could It helps with the action. I mean, if you're looking for that action, it, more consistent. Are, yeah. Are you trailing a, a treble or a double hook out the back like uh like Joe Goodspeed does with the goop heads? No. No, I'm not. No, that's what I'm saying. Mine aren't mine aren't gonna be a traditional anything. <laughs> what well, traditional trailing a treble hook with a fly rod? <laughs> and that's there's there's a rule from the beast too, no treble hooks, but um yeah, the one guy from chapter fifty to come up and fish he made he showed me his goop head last year and he was upset that i don't think he was upset but he was asking why i couldn't use a treble hook or a double hook because i think they cut the i think he was cutting the one treble hook off yeah um, yeah and that's that's the pattern he was using i'm like no nah, i can't do it and he missed he missed fish and he blamed it on because he had to have that single hook on there <laughs> i'd blame it on that too yeah <laughs> you got to blame it on something not the trout set though <laughs> we went we went smallmouth fishing with uh jay's dad last week let me tell you about some trout setting oh yeah i heard you guys talking about oh that. my god that dude his hand was above his head every oh, time i'm like rick we're not in the trout waters man <laughs> see and that's i've i've never bass fished for with the fly rod so i when you said that i'm thinking would apparently you don't trout set for bass either huh you guys strip set those as well. Yeah, it works better. Yeah. Well, that, see, that's how much I've been musky fishing. The last time I went trout fishing, I don't know how many times I broke off because I was You're strip, strip set. Strip setting on a yeah. size sixteen Adams. Yeah, with a with a six X tippet on it. Yeah, that doesn't work very well. So, but I don't I don't trout fish much actually at all down here anymore. I don't blame you. Uh, Bald Eagle Creek is that by you? It is. I actually live half a mile from the headwaters of it. Actually, Did, my my stream coming down through my yard is the headwaters of it. Didn't they stock that this year for uh, with muskie? They did. Um, it, that Bald Eagle Creek, and there's two of them. I'm there's Bald Eagle Valley out here, and I'm I'm kind of in the middle. For my place, there, there's one that flows north, and there's one that flows south. The one that flows north is the one that uh, is, is the one that you're talking about, and it's it's above the dam. There's a Sayers Dam on it. Above the dam, it's um it actually just got classified about four years ago, I think, as a as a Class A wild trout stream. It's got Spring Creek running running into it. If you know anything yeah. about the trout streams out here, yeah. Um, so it's got Spring Creek running running into it at Milesburg, and from Milesburg down to the dam which is probably, I'm going to guess it's somewhere around six to eight miles, is all classified as Class A wild trout stream. But they stock it with rainbows. It's got all these wild browns. Then you have um, the lake, the dam, and it's I think that lake's 1,600 acres, 1,700 acres. They used to stock it with muskie. They quit stocking it about, um, about 10 years ago. Then from the dam, at the outflow of the dam on Sayers, it's Bald Eagle Creek still, and it runs probably... I don't know what the mileage is going to be. Probably, I'm going to say 15 miles before it runs into the Susquehanna. 
Okay. And yes, the state the state started. They actually stocked it last year, um, and I think last year they put a lot of small fish in it. It was like the extras they had at this time of year, and um, Jared Jared told me that. And then they stocked it again this year, and I think they put the bigger fish in it this year. You know, they're they're uh, year old fish. So yeah, they have stocked it the last two years, and it's um, that lower section still has trout in it, stuff in it as well it's got uh big fishing creek runs into it if you're familiar with that which is another yeah another class eight wild trout stream yeah and it's pretty big so it's it's got that running into it and the lower end of the bald eagle creek right when when it runs into the susquehanna is is actually quite large and i've never i've never i've run up it a little ways in my boat from the from the allegheny up or from the susquehanna up um but I've never fished it too much, and I catch them at the mouth frequently. Uh, actually, the last time I was probably out fishing before my surgery, I was out at the mouth of Bald Eagle Creek, and I think I had seven muskies up and caught. I caught one on the fly, and that was that was that was it. But I had I think seven up, at least two other ones eat. But yeah, it's um, it's it's an interesting fishery, the the Bald Eagle, and it's you know it's got it all in it from the headwaters and actually just did a project uh tu did a project on less it's less than a quarter mile from my house on this little feeder stream they did a stream improvement on it and i think they were budgeted almost 170,000. they put some deflectors and stuff in for um for the native brook trout so i've got a native brook trout literally within within a quarter mile of my house brook trout and trumpets you can't get any better than that I've never fished that stream though either, believe it or not. <laughs> Spoken like a true musky head. Yeah. So, hey Matt, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you would like to for us to hit on? Nope. I like I said, uh, the dates are October seventh through the ninth. Captain's meeting Thursday night. If you got questions, I'll give you a website uh, or email. You can email me at the abbreviation for Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. So it's N-V-M-A-I-N-C at Gmail. Like I said before, if anybody's, you know, thinking they want to fish it but don't have a partner, reach out. Um, good chance we'll be able to hook you up with either a partner or a two-person team that's looking for somebody. So that was N-V-M-A-I-N-C at gmail.com. Yes. Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance Inc. at Gmail. Yes. Yes. Sir. Or you can do, you know, look us up on Facebook. You can message either the Beast of the East, the Nittany Valley Muskie, or myself, Matt Dixon. Um, or hit and up. We'll get you. We'll get you hooked up. Or hit up anyone from this show, and we'll put you in touch with the people you need to get in touch with. Yeah, and I, I want to thank you guys. You guys, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, a lot of our sponsors, the majority of our sponsors, you guys have talk to and know um and i think i think a lot of our people that come out and fish this come out because they've heard it on your show and i i, I truly think that um those people so, are goofballs you know, too. we appreciate you guys doing this <laughs> what's that i said those people are goofballs too for listening to us you got you guys well you'll be you are you gonna hang around saturday chat or i don't know i might uh i might i have the day off i might Drive home Sunday morning. 
the only the only he's gonna you gotta get get in the bent run. Where's your camp? Where are you staying at? You're down around Tynesta somewhere. We're gonna be in Tidyute. Oh, you're gonna be in Tidyute? I'll be in Tidyute. Yeah. We we stayed at Camp Tidyute. But that Bent Run Brewing Company, um, Warren Warren does the town of Warren doesn't have a, an open container law, so um, <laughs> makes it nice for this, you know, for the brewery. Um, it's my kind of it's town. A, it's a nice facility. One one thing I was told that we're probably going to have this year that we we didn't line up, but it's going to be there is actually live music as well. There's supposed to be a band there Saturday night. That's pretty cool. So, I might it'll st- be cool. I might stick around for that. So, um, well, stick around. We'll, uh, you might have to help out. Yeah. Uh, if if yeah. I do stick around, I'll help out. I'll let you know. I have your number. All right. All right, um, man. But yeah, it should be a good time. The shirts are awesome. Um, this year's Matthew Stockton did our artwork again. Uh, we did, you know, he does a, we commissioned him to do a, a piece for us. Um, I think it's awesome. So it's really cool. My wife actually even wants a shirt. So, I could sell I could sell them all without any problem. Everybody who's seen them that um, that's not you know in the tournament loves them. So with me saying that, everybody will hate them once we get to the tournament. Then I'm sure they won't. No, nah, they, they yeah they'll, they're they're awesome. So no, it's it's lining up to be a great event. Hopefully we get good weather, uh, good water. I know we're gonna have good people and good food and good beer. So we're set. Heck, heck yeah, man. Sounds like a good time. All right. All righty, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, donating your time, and thank you so much for putting the Beast of these together. I can't wait to come up and join you guys in three weeks' time. All right. We'll stay in touch. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one, Matt. Thanks, Matt. All right. Bye-bye. Ah, look like a fucking alert on a bad day. You baby gorilla. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Got a call yesterday from Baskin Robbins. They said that they're down to only five flavors. You're swelling up as I talk to you. Look at you. How's this? How's it doing? Hello, ice cream. Having a good time? <laughs> Running around? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because I called your friend a fat pig, huh? You think that's funny? Oh, no, I was just laughing uh, earlier when you were talking to his belly. Did you get a horse and live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody? Got a personality like a dead moth. Okay. The fun's over. Anybody messes this thing up for me tonight, it's through. Okay, guys. Hey, I just want to uh, pay a little bit of a tribute to, to Mr. Norm MacDonald, one of the funniest people that has ever stepped foot on this planet. If, sure. you, got, if you guys haven't seen Dirty Work, go check out Dirty Work. If you guys don't know who Norm MacDonald is, go check out, what, seven years of being a uh, the weekend update host of Saturday Night Live. So, Norm is, like I said, when they asked him to quit making OJ jokes, he put an extra two OJ jokes into his weekend, <laughs> into his weekend update routine. So, uh, I, I love that dude. He has some of the best stories. He's some of the best appearances on Howard Stern, some of the best appearances on Adam Carolla. Norm is the funniest person to ever step foot on this planet. After uh, after we're done talking about that, Mark, let's, let's talk about some fishing, man. <laughs> Fish and talk. Did you guys get in any? Uh, I guess since last we were on here, Monday was kind of boat day. I ended up going down 
that. Right out of it's, it's like it's white cap and kind of directly up the lake. I found fish, which was good, but the fish were 13 feet, or that we were in 13 feet. Fish were nine feet, and the bait was stacked in five. There was no way to get a fly down to them fish, not with white caps. Uh, so Wednesday, still trying to get uh, buddy Jim his first fish. So he came out again. We, it was one. It was a weird day because it's. We had a massive amount of rain coming in. So super foggy early. It stayed overcast. And it was one of the days where you just you looked perfect. You're like, how is it just not? And it just wasn't. How is it not working? It wasn't happening. Nothing. And like right before lunchtime, got a decent fish into the eight. Made a couple turns. And it's, it was weird because I literally hooked the thing under a bridge. So as I made the figure eight, half the figure eight was in the dark. And half of it was in the light. <laughs> so you go into the dark and you lose Ebony the fish, and, ivory. and then, then you come back out and he'd appear and he'd swipe at it. And it's he did it a couple times and made two lunges to eat and just never hooked up with them. Then we took in probably thirty gallons of water in the boat. It rained so freaking hard for an hour, so we kind of sheltered up at that point because it was even. It's like all right, let's fish through it through a little bit, and then it got to the point where like, yeah, this is dumb. No, yeah, <laughs> so. I was like, all right, well, perfect time for lunch. Went, made some burgers up, and rain lasted maybe a good hour. Went back out and found fish again. And same problem, just they're there. The water is just, it's different there because you were used to all that crystal clean, clear water. When it's dingy like this, it is tough to get them to go. You got to, like, bump them with it. They just, they don't chase as much. You don't get the activity out of them, and. Went back in again and ended up finding a fish in a tree. I literally got stuck. So I was like, you know, I'm going to pull myself in and I'll blow this up. Started, flipped it over and right up against the bank. Stripped it in. Made a figure eight. Dug it down into the tree. Came up and this thing came out of that tree like a rocket. <laughs> Crushes it. So put a little fish in the boat there. And that was kind of the extent of that day. So it's after a couple of days kind of getting that gist like, all right. We're getting close because we're dealing with uh, yeah, 72 degree water temps, 73. You're, you were guiding someone on Wednesday when that happened? Wednesday, yeah. So, well, kind of, kind of not. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. That way, that, but that guy, he goes back a long time. I've known him for a while. And 
it's kind of so you kind of get in an inclination where it's like, all right, well, we're kind of starting here, but we're not. And it's so we go into Thursday. It's like, all right, it's it's got to happen now. And <clears throat> it was weird because all of that rain from Wednesday was starting to make its way in. So we did a float with Michael and Chris and started off good. Went in through, poked a couple fish off a bat. Michael got a really nice pike, a 32-inch pike. It was funny, too, because you go in, I'm like, these little depressions like this, like that one right there. Right there is where he should be. He throws it in first strip. Boom. I'm like, that's that, where he is. That's where he is. <laughs> Picked up a couple good smallmouth, too. Um, and it's like the whole day we're kind of like, it's getting dirtier. Is it just us? Like, you know, maybe the light's getting better, brighter now because – the mornings right now, the fog's not burning off till like nine. Like literally, you can stand on the bridge and look at the water, barely see it. It's that foggy. Mm-hmm. So like the mornings are nice, but it's the tough part is is you got seventy one, seventy two degree water temp and fifty four degree air temp, and fish need a little bit of adjustment period in the morning too. So the first things in the morning, like the like, the, oh, look at two there, but they need their cups of coffee. They just yeah, they they do, and that fish came maybe like an hour in, and then it kind of started, and then progressively as the day got worse and worse, the clarity went, and we kind of we still moved a few fish. I mean, Michael put that good one in. I ended up uh, getting an eighteen and a half inch smallmouth. I got about fifteen twenty minutes off the sticks and poked the fish. I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> You've had your yeah. fill. Chris got a nice pike, learned, <laughs> tried to jack around getting the fish out of the cradle, and it got him good. So we're trying to figure out how to get the blood to stop because all of us forgot the medical tape in the truck. Chris's blood. Yeah, Chris's blood. Yeah, fish is fine. <laughs> fish is perfectly fine. But, like, all of us literally had medical tapes in our truck at the either end of the launch. Yeah, but you're in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try that UV on it. <laughs> he sticks that UV on it and puts his thumb up like a hitchhiker in the back, and it is in 10 seconds later. Oh, oh, Was wow. Was it burning? Oh, he's like, it's on fire. <laughs> it's, it probably burned for a solid. I bet it burned for half an hour. It was bad. So, yeah, note to anyone out there. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Then the end of the day... I went back to, I got back off, or Michael started rowing for a little bit, and it was in an area that I don't really musky fish. It's an area of smallmouth fish. But I was like, you know what, I wouldn't be throwing musky flies. Put a 12-inch black double with a dragon tail on it about the third cast. Like a 21-inch and 20, smallmouth comes up at it. <gasps> it could have been 15 feet from the boat. And the funny thing is all three of us at the same time were like, <gasps> All like, three of your knees buckled. Everybody saw it. I mean, it was just right there beside the boat. And this fish was just massive. But never ended up getting a hook in it. But all in all, I mean, it was one of them days where it gave us a little. What it gave us was good quality. But not a lot. So then Friday came and the guide yesterday and today. So that was a whole bunch of running. Washing the boats. Oh, yeah. My boat was leaking air today. That's oh, nice. no. Yeah. I a brand new that. boat leaking yeah. air. Fix that later. What, so, so what is it? It's right around the front seal of the... Uh, like the air pump seal? Where the air pump seal is, yep. And the bad part is is I didn't want to take it down low enough to get the aqua seal to take because every time I put the aqua seal in, it blew a hole through it. So after a while, it kind of settled at a right spot. And you had three that were full, and this one was about 
sixty percent. I'm like, it's rowing just fine. I'm leaving it there. When I get home, I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to deflate it. I'm going to seal it all up. And let's put it this way: we knew what one was like. I really want to try to go through anything else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix it myself. Yep, exactly. So that's what I'll do. But yeah, so clean boats. Went and bought food. Got ready to cook for the weekend. And got all the lines washed, all that crap done Friday. And Saturday, Chris got in town and went up, tried to get a muskie off the bat. And it was, a, again, foggy, dirty water, you know, kind of just same morning that we've been having. Quiet. I mean, even the bass guys, there was a couple of them there. They weren't doing much. Nice part is, when it says foggy, there's nobody. Skiing. No jet skis. No. No nope. wakeboarders. Nope. 9.30, fog burns off. <laughs> yep, there they come. So there was a little quiet. And kind of one bass guy got bit off on a little crankbait. And I was like, you know what? Go small. Sure enough, put small on like three casts later. Hooks up on a muskie. Kind of like, fish on. Not hook good. He's dragging it, dragging it. Fish comes to the top, thrashes, makes a roll, boom, hook pops. Was it a nice fish? Decent, smaller one, though, but no, nothing, not a big one. Other than that, that was really about all we had in the morning. So we made an afternoon pit stop that wasn't most productive either. Then go into the evening, and the evening, it's like, I've never caught a pike on a fly. Oh, well, let's do this. Pull up right here. Fish comes out, thrashes at it, misses. Thrashes again, misses. Go about another 15 feet. Another fish comes out and does the same thing. And they're going, like, ballistic. I mean, it's just not like they're coming out and, like, making a swipe. I mean, they're coming completely out of the water, spinning around and doing it again and missing it. This is Saturday. This is Saturday, yep. So maybe move down just. We're, like, literally right where the funnel is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you poke that big small mouth Mm -hmm. at. Just up from it, like where the tire is. Yeah. yeah. Tire start. And then one comes out, misses it again, and on the second turn, it like literally a missed, made a complete U-turn, and just went straight sideways and T-bones this thing and crushes it. So it ended up being a nice pike, like a mid-20s pike. Hashtag nice pike. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so we kind of beat up on them for the rest of the evening and getting quiet. It was like a window hit there, and it was like perfect. So, so you get to check that box. You get to check that box, and he's like, you know what? I really want a pike fish tomorrow. I want to do that again. It's like, <laughs> let's, let's throw smaller flies. Should have told him no. <laughs> like, right. No, we're not doing this. We'll run uh, eight-inch stuff so that we're kind of going to get everything. We can go all three here. We'll get smallmouth. We'll get pike and Hopefully, maybe get lucky with a muskie. But I, was, <clears throat> Pike or minus one on the board. I found that not to everyone. Well, I mean, you caught it still, but just counted for minus one. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, today we went went on that kind of excursion and had one come up swipe right off the bat. Water's back down, but it's still a bit dingy. So it's, again, all foggy morning, fog burned off. And uh, shortly after that, we caught a couple of smallmouth. Decent ones, like 15. One was 15, one was about 16. So nice nice little fish. Not perfect fish. But it's just, the, you could tell, just that sun came out, it was hot, and just things were just quiet. And finally, out of one area, all of a sudden, he hooks up on one. I'm like, yep, there we go. 
And that was the one we were kind of looking for. It was a decent fish, upper 20s, probably very close to 30. I'd give it kind of that 28, 9, 30 range in there. That's a solid Pennsylvania fish. It is. He's super stoked about that one. And then other than that, we had one other little pike at the end, but it's just we're really close. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy he's coming back up again next weekend. We got tomorrow. I didn't, I didn't see what the weather's supposed to be this week. Oh, 82 tomorrow, and then it's money. 72, 65, 65, 68, 68. Good. Overnight lows at like low 50s, upper 40s. So we're going to see that temp change now hit. These fish are going to go ballistic. Good, good, good. This is when the shifts. Now we got a lot of rain coming in Wednesday. Okay. So we'll have to see kind of how much and what that does. But that's going to make a make a big difference. So is everyone done with their fishing talk? That covers the week. Jace, you done with your fishing talk? You want me to keep going? No, no. I'm fucking with you. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. So I, I, I ain't going to catch no more fish till they're still heads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just got a story from yesterday oh. that uh that's not fishing related. Oh, I got yeah, I got better, one <laughs> really funny story about screw up today. <laughs> Get snagged, go in for the snag, and it's snagged on the rope of the dock, the pontoon boat's on, mm-hmm. so I'm right up against it. And then I wheel the boat around, and I'm like looking over, and I hit the button, and I hit the button the wrong way, and I turn the boat straight sideways right into the pontoon. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so much for being quiet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So yesterday I go, uh, we, we have a friend, and he's moving from above the viaduct down to over by the trailer park. I'm like, yeah, I'll help you move. So we got to his house at like 8 a.m., started moving, 2 o'clock. He's like, all right, well... We're all done. I said, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here, guys. Go home. And my wife just called. They were just just getting home. I was like, all right. So I get home. I was like, Ashley, I need five to 15 minutes to, like, sit on the couch and, you know, just take a nap. Because we've been moving all day, moving other people's heavy shit. I'm like, I need to take, like, five to ten minutes. So I sat down. Two minutes later, my buddy Ernie calls me. He says, what are you doing? I just sat down. What's up? He's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? You guys want to go jump off cliffs? I said, hold on for just a second. Let me put you on speaker, and I'm going to put you on speaker and take you out to Nolan and Ashley. You ask that again. I walk outside. I said, Nolan, listen to this. Ernie said, you guys want to go jump off cliffs? He said, I don't know. I have to think about it. I said, we're going, Ernie. We're going. Do you have room for all three of us? Because if you do, we're going. And he said, yeah, yeah, we can make it fit. So we ended up going uh, right down where you and me, Jace, went trout fit, or, uh, smallmouth fishing with Blumkin. Mm-hmm. Down in that area to a, a little lake they call the Bahamas. And Quarry. A yes, quarry it was a, pond. it's a rock quarry. <clears throat> and it was so deep and so clear. We were, we were standing up on this rock ledge and Nolan said, there's a catfish. And I looked. I didn't have my glasses on because, you know, I don't want to jump in the water with glasses on. But <laughs> my buddy Ernie jumped over, and as soon as he got above where Nolan said there was a fish, I saw the fish move us. You're being serious, buddy. <laughs> but let me tell you about proud dad moment. Nolan was scared to climb up the rope 
to like the 10 foot jump off zone and he jumped off he, it took some talking but he jumped off the 10 foot jumping zone by the end of the day he was jumping like 35 feet Jeez. over cliffs not giving a shit not giving a shit like dude was doing it i just, proud just proud dad him, moment took right him here. to get over that little that yeah, little over hump. the hump there look at that <laughs> that's nuts that's midair. That's my buddy Ernie up top, me on the bottom, and Nolan midair soaring. Get out in the water. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, make sure if you see my arm, I'm like, I'm pointing out. I'm like, jump out. Make sure you jump out. That that jump, he didn't jump as far out as I thought. I hoped he would, but he was still fine. Ashley, go. That's my second proud moment. My wife was more scared than my son. I bet. You know, uh, she's she's kind of a wuss, and she uh, she ended up going jump, jumping off of the the first little ten foot ledge that Nolan was scared to jump off of at first. By the time it took her to get up there, she got up, and by the time it took her to jump off of it, Nolan had went up to the the second ledge above her twice and jumped off. I think he was just rubbing it in his her face, but yeah. I was super proud, super pumped, and uh, it was so much fun. She do the big one? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. She she checked that little one off the box. Next and time. No, <coughs> no. If she climbs up to that little one again, I'll be happy. But she did it, and I'm proud of her. And uh, did you do the big one? I didn't do the big one only because I did the the medium one. You the want one to steal Nolan's shine? No. <laughs> Show him how to I, really do it. I had no reason to go up to the big one. And then when he went up to the big one, I won, I won, my buddy Ernie was up top, and I wanted to be at the bottom just in case. Who was so, taking the picture? That was from the the bank over. That was uh, Ernie's wife, Michelle. So looks but, fun. You didn't, you sacrificed the whole seven more minutes that you were going to lay on the couch. That would have turned into what? Two hours. Maybe it, it was totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Totally it. worth it. You can only be tired once. Exactly. We came home. I think we were sleeping by nine o'clock. <laughs> Game over. All, all three of us. We we're out like lights. <laughs> I think the dog knew we were tired too, because he was out too. <laughs> so do we have anything else we want to hit on guys? I'm going to sleep good tonight. Speaking of that. Hey, tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. And tied on ARX hooks, freshwater and saltwater. ARXhooks.com. Sims Fishing Products. SimsFishingProducts.com. SimsFishing.com. I think it's Sims Fishing Products or Sims Fishing, whatever you like. <laughs> Check out our boy Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding. Dot com. Check out the new website and check out his brick-and-mortar store. Uh, the hours are posted on the new website, queencityguiding.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Who else are we shouting out? Uh, Down-to-earth wealth management and don't call the bank, call Frank. Your cash and your jewelry is what I expect. And? The A was with it, and he's my agent, so I grabbed the piano player and 